to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff, and I don't have Leanne with me this week, but I do have a very special guest to help me talk about the 1987 vampire film. It may be the best vampire film, but we'll get into that. We're talking about Near Dark. And of course, to talk about this movie with me, I brought my good friend Chuck here. Chuck, how you doing tonight? Hey, man. I'm doing all right. I appreciate Good. you having me on. Of course, you man. Right? Anytime. You're always welcome. This is, I don't even know how many times we've had you on now, but this is, this it's is routine, a, man. It's, <laughs> it's been a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's always, always, always a good time. Yeah. Always. So what have you been up to before we even get into the movie? What you been up to, Chuck? Oh, shit. Um, man, I have been, besides doing the, uh, the dad thing, um, I've been, writing a lot i've been kind of get trying to get back in the swing of that i kind of had a, a busy weekend uh it was my son's birthday party and then after my son's birthday party mm-hmm. me and a buddy uh got free tickets <laughs> uh to saturday night at louder than let life and uh to see pantera so oh, nice and so that was kind of that was that was a wild last night uh to be perfectly blunt and honest about it um <laughs> but uh uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was cool. I got to see Pantera back on their one of their last tours um, back in the day, um, and it was cool to see the uh, the new formation of Pantera. As weird as it is, but uh, it was it was it was fucking killer. It was killer. But uh, but yeah, so I've been nice. doing that shit, and I've been writing, uh, recording. Yeah, we finished our recording in Bastard Sons for our new uh, our, our our new album that we're getting ready to put out. Oh, nice! Congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. We got we had a, we had a few snags here and there. Um, we 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 finally got it all 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 done. Um, we finished up the the last of the vocals a couple weeks ago, and I think everything. I think Josh is finally. I think he's mixed everything. So all we're, we're doing now is we're uh, we're working on ideas for a video for the first single, and then we'll be uh, putting out the uh, digital and physical copies. So. Yeah, Very it's nice. been it's it's been it's been busy. It's been busy, <laughs> you know. And and the podcast on top, video store clerks every Tuesday, uh, you know. Uh, and me and Whitman doing graveyard talk mm-hmm. uh, every chance we get, and you know. So it's now, and there's and then plus there's all kinds of other shit that I, don't, I can't even <laughs> really go into. That's that, that that's of that's uh, that's happening, but it's all good. Uh, it's just uh, Tom. <laughs> it's all about yeah. Tom. I get it, man. So recent, I just want to touch real quick. Recently, video store clerks. Did you guys just talk about a seminal '80s favorite? Oh, Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. 
Uh, we talked about that Tuesday night. That yeah, was a fun one. Uh, Whitman was on there with us too. Um, oh, nice. Uh, Monster Squad, man. That, that, that we talked, I think we talked for about an hour and a half. Uh, that's, it's always fun to go back and relive some of your favorites. Mm-hmm. And that one, man, uh, I couldn't wait to show my kid, uh, uh, this because he had never seen, he, he watched it when he was real little, but didn't remember it. He watched it when, right. um, me and his sister, um, watched it. And, uh, okay. Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool to, to introduce him to it and he dug it. And, and yeah, you just got to keep the cycle going. It's a, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. And there's a lot of it that doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you look at a lot of movies that I like and shit, there's a pattern. So I don't care. Yeah. I, I love the Monster Squad. So when I saw you guys were covered, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. something came up and I missed watching your guys' show on Tuesday, but I wanted to make sure anyone who's a Monster Squad lover goes back and checks it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you, you should definitely go back and check it out too. Is it? Oh, I'm, episode? I'm going to because I love that. Mo- I saw it once. My parents rented it once for my brother and I when we were younger mm-hmm. and yeah. it stuck with me because I always remember Wolfman's got nards. Of course. And there were so many who would be like, what are you talking about as I was growing up? And I'm like, I didn't make this movie up, people. Yeah. And I've realized there's like two definitive camps. There's the Goonies camp. There's the Monster mm-hmm. Squad camp. Yep. And the majority yep. of people saw Goonies. And then there's the rest of us who saw Monster <coughs> Squad. And I'm not bashing Goonies at all. I've watched it. No. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a but I go too. more for Monster Squad. Fuck yeah. I mean, if you're a horror fan, man, it just like Goonies, Goonies had its, uh, it's thriller aspect to it. Right. But you know, it's more, it's ultimately an action adventure film. Um, and monster Scott, mother monster squad, um, uh, kind of caters to the, you know, or ca- catered as a kid. And, uh, and even now, um, caters to the, the, the youth, you know, to, uh, you know, but something, you know, you just, it's, it's really cool watching it. when you're a kid watching a movie where there's kids fighting Dracula and Wolfman and all them. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, the, the, these days mm-hmm. kids get into it because of people like me, right. the parents that, you know, because a lot of kids wouldn't even give it a, a fucking chance uh, because they, they hate Monster Squad. You know, they want Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, Pinhead and all them. That's just ridiculous. That doesn't even you couldn't even fit that in a movie. And make it make sense. No, no. fucking way. Uh, no. And honestly, no. Monster Squad barely does. Um, but But theirs makes more sense. You know, because Dracula is always the leader. He's always, you know, so. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, fucking favorite. I still love that fucking movie. Still. I do too. And as an adult, it's like the part with Phoebe and Frankenstein hits me a little bit harder now. I'm like, oh, she just wanted her friend yeah. to stay. And he just wanted to stay there and be her friend. It was like he wasn't threatening ever. Right. Just exactly like how the creature should have been portrayed for everything. Right. He was, yeah. he was misunderstood. He was a gentle creature that was misunderstood. I mean, that's the way I see it. Oh, yeah. He was a gentle giant. I mean, yeah, that's why everybody kind of, you know, when it comes to Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, everybody kind of uh, lead towards him because they kind of feel bad, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody can kind of relate a little bit. You know, the uh, us outcast man, you know, Frankie was the, was the one that we kind of went to because it's like, I get it, man. You know, you don't mean, you know, it's like, oh, well, I didn't mean to do this. I mean, no, I've never thrown a child into a, uh, into a, a body of water thinking they could float. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he didn't mean to do that. He didn't know better. He, he exactly. just thought, oh, you know, 
And so, yeah, Frank, yeah, Frank, Frank and Seth Monster was always a, a favorite. And I think it, as a mm-hmm. as a horror fan, it usually is everybody's favorite. But it's like it's it's real close with me and uh, Creature from a Black Lagoon. See, I still have to see the original Creature. Oh my God, Jeff! It's it's a it's it's a hole in the catalog of things I haven't seen yet. Mm. But it's one of those that's hard to get a hold of unless I buy that big box set. Oh, buddy, you can find it. So <sighs> it's on. Oh. Uh, was it Peacock? Oh, is it? Okay, I've it was on. Access. It was on one of those. That's how. That's how me and my kid uh, watched it. Okay, I've got access to Peacock. I can check it out there. I'm pretty sure they might still have it on there. So yeah, I'll that's how. That's, that's check a it out because that makes sense. NBC Universal. So yeah. Yeah, dude, that's 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 a must right there. Yeah, I gotta say too, <laughs> the kids in Monster Squad are one of the best portrayals of how kids actually talk to each other in the '80s. You know, right. quest- questionable language aside. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly how kids would pick on each other. It's exactly how kids would look up to the one cool kid and be like, "Oh, we want that kid to hang out with us." They, <laughs> yeah, every, all of us were like, "Yeah, we know the kid that's Rudy. We all knew a Rudy growing up. We all wanted to hang out with Rudy." Yeah. Oh and then yeah. Deep down, no. Rudy was always the one that was like, "Yeah, kind of like you guys as well. I just don't show it a lot." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy was. It was so funny how they portrayed him. It was kind of like almost like a greaser. Yeah, but he had a but he had a bicycle, you know, and it's like he smoked cigarettes, and you know, and the bad thing is though, as a kid, I thought I was just like, oh, so that's what, what being cool is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, leather jacket, cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. These days then, he'd be chewing gum. Yeah, and then I baby. found out, oh, he was one of the ori- he was like one of the original cast members of Kids Incorporated. So I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, Kids Incorporated. I almost forgot about that fucking show. Yeah, I realized that I was watching. I think it was after I was watching it. And I'm like, there's a reason he looks so familiar to me. And I can't. Then I started looking. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kids Incorporated. That's so funny. They, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, that, that's I, when I was a kid. When I was a real little kid. I, I watched that every now and then. I think I had a crush Same. on a couple of the girls. So, I, you know, it was on. I'd watch it. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of it and I was like, oh yeah, that's where Mario Lopez started. And I think, oh, who else? Fergie. And uh, there was a few that uh, you could yeah. trace back and you're like, really? Oh yeah. It's actually kind of crazy. You know, just kind of like the, the Mickey Mouse Club with Bernie Spears and Christian Aguilera and Justin Timberlake and all that. Yeah. That's where they used to find all their, you know, their stars. Their, yeah. Their kids. Exactly. I do want to say, if you haven't checked it out, if since you're a fan of Monster Squad, there is a pretty cool documentary done by uh, what's his name Andre Grauer, the guy that played Sean. Oh, okay. He did a documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards. Yeah. Talking yeah. about everything. If you haven't seen it, I highly <laughs> recommend it. I, I, actually, it's funny enough, I have not seen it. And uh, it's one I've been meaning to watch. And on uh, on Tuesday, everybody was telling me I need to watch it. So. That's definitely on the uh, the upcoming watches list for sure. It was it was really good, and then of course they talked a bit about the kid that played Horus and how he died. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. right in the feels. But it's it's such a a heartfelt documentary of something that all these kids got to do, and from his point of view as being essentially the lead. So kind yeah. of seeing how it's kind of affected all their lives and how this cult classic has grown in popularity over the years from something that was so obscure and flopped to yeah. being so beloved a, a cult a cult classic uh, an icon a staple you know of a, yeah. of kids getting into horror 
it's, kind of, you know. I think it was one of my first exposures to horror, aside from Gremlins. Gremlins was uh, my first. This was this was not long after. Yeah, I think Monster Squad came along because my dad. My dad was never really a horror guy, but he knew that I kind of liked weird stuff, um, even from a little, you know, being a little kid. And mm-hmm. uh, American movie classics would have uh, back when American movie classics actually played classics. Um, yeah. They would play uh, classic horror movies, uh, monster movies on like Saturday night, wherever the fuck. And uh, I got really big into those. My dad would tape them for me and I'd watch them when I got up. And, and dad heard about Monster Squad. My dad taped everything that was on HBO at the time. And uh, he taped Monster Squad for me. And he's like, oh, here, heard you might like this movie. And it became my favorite movie as a kid. Uh, so much to the point where I had some issues as a child and they took all, away all my my rated R movies and my violent movies, movies they thought that I didn't need to watch. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. Monster Squad was erased. Oh. Yeah. And then years later, Man. and I, I didn't think I'd ever see a movie again. And years later, I mean, like, like fucking 10 years later, uh, there was a video store where I grew up that uh, it's, now a, it's a vape shop now. But uh, <laughs> it was like one of the last, like, video stores in in that town and they used to sell VHSs for like five bucks and they had the VHS motor squad in there and my buddy bought it and uh, yeah we watched it and I, I fell in love with it all over again so yeah like I mean like I, I, I really sincerely love that movie <laughs> yeah same I made sure when they first released uh, the DVD after it had been making the convention circuit on bootleg, and they're like, okay, we're doing a legitimate DVD release. Like, yeah, week one of its release, I made sure to go out and get it. And then it became unavailable for a while after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you're talking about the special edition double disc? Yeah, the double disc. I made sure. Yeah. I was like, I have to have this. I have to own Monster Squad because I've never owned it. There was yeah. that one rental, and then it just disappeared for so many years. Yeah, and I, I saw it was yeah, uh, it popped up at Walmart one day. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like Monster Squad. What what the hell is this shit? Are you kidding me? And at first, I I thought it was I was like, "Don't tell me it's some cheap remake or whatever." And I looked at it, and I was like, "Nope, that's because uh, they changed the cover. It's not the original cover on that." But yeah, the cover is totally not anything to nah. do with the movie. It's one of those like let's make it flashy and yeah. But we'll yeah. get to alternate artwork when we get to near dark. But something else real right. quick, you know, putting our monster talk to monster squad discussion on hold for a second. Well, not mm-hmm. for a second, but good. <laughs> you have a new book out, I believe, Chuck. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, House of Flesh. Uh, it's, a, it's a novel. Um, and I wrote it. I started writing it like eight years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I finished it. I think a year and a half, two years after I started it. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's probably a year and a half. Um, I wasn't as motivated. Uh, I, I, my, my, I didn't have much of a schedule, uh, mm-hmm. for, for writing there for, for a minute, but it's, uh, it ended up being about 200 and something, 241 pages in, in print. Um, when I wrote it, uh, you know, not being formatted and all that, um, it was like 300 and something pages. So, it, it it took a while, you know, um, but I'm I'm very proud of it, and I never thought it would ever see the light of day. Um, and it was supposed to be the first thing I released. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be it was supposed to be my first release, 
um, which is how Thirsty ended up being my first release because um, uh, due to the the person that was going through and formatting and helped me out with the certain edits and all that um, House of Flesh, uh, it took her a little longer than expected. Um, she wasn't expecting a full on novel. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, which, which is fine. Cause it looks killer. Um, reads good. Um, so like it, it's, I, I'm very proud of it because what it is, is it's, I, I, my whole reason for writing house of flesh was basically I, I was tired of, of, I was trying to figure out, uh, where to submit my shit. Um, I don't usually do it. You know, I don't like to cater to other people's shit, but I, I was looking at different, um, you know, publishers and whatever, you know, that, that are specifically for horror and, mm-hmm. and all that. And a lot of them, most of them were, were wanting, um, were really wanting erotic horror novels. And I was like, well, this could be fun. <laughs> um, I, I, I like writing, uh, fucked up gore and I like writing about kinky sex. And <laughs> so I was like, why not? And, uh, I kind of let my hair down at the time and, uh, wrote this really weird, uh, book about these people that move into this house that has a really fucked up past. And, uh, that has to do with, you know, satanic orgies and porno and, uh, uh, <sighs> yeah, all, uh, possession and, uh, weird characters. And, uh, yeah. Um, there's actually, what's really funny about it is the book itself is in three parts. Um, like it, like it's, it, you know, it's like part one and you have your chapters and part two and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is, is, uh, it's kind of like there's, there's a moment where a whole new cast of characters comes in that would, that w- that weren't there. Um, and I won't give too much away, but it's kind of like you, you get to see the side of people who aren't okay with living in a fucked up haunted house. And then you, then you meet people who are happy and chipper, but they're more fucked up than the people that are supposed to be fucked up are. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like you ever, you ever met those people that, that they dress real nice. They always have a smile on their face and then come to find out they like to, you know, put on a leather suit and, you know, swim in a fucking vat of excrement. Like, you know what I mean? Like weird shit. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The people, like, yeah, those are the ones that are usually like uh, kind of fucked up in the head, you know? Yeah, it's always it's always those clean cut individuals that I'm like, you you got some dark shit behind closed doors, don't you? You are way too put together to not have some dark shit at home. Right? Yeah, and that's all. That's that's one thing about about writing what I write, um, and being into what I'm into, is my head always goes that direction. I've always been that way. It's like you know, I, I'd be driving through a neighborhood or whatever the fuck, and you know, see a house that looks interesting. You know, one that just sticks out. And it's like, well, I wonder what the story is there. You know, what goes on behind those doors? Right. And, you know, and it's usually like, I usually think of like the most f- fucked up ideas of what goes on. Nothing, nothing is ever a happy story. Like, it's like, oh, look at that, that, that nice white house with a nice white picket fence and the, the, the loving husband and the, the wife, you know, who's very faithful and the kids look happy or whatever. And then immediately, uh, you know, behind closed doors, you know, the dad drinks too much, the mom's a cheater, and they're both mm-hmm. hooked on crack. And yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, the, the kids are sneaking into the liquor cabinet, and, you know, that kind of shit. So, 
Yeah, that's 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 kind of that honestly is a big influence on like my writing is just like looking around and people watching. You know, I like characters. I like fucked up characters. Mm-hmm. This one, I, I think, I think I, I had some some interesting characters in, in House of Flesh, and uh, I really hope that uh, you know people seem to be liking it so far. Nice. Um, I've I've made a couple of uh, a few fans um, who are very very supportive, and I'm constantly being tagged, which I love. Um, you know, they're tagging me in uh, in posts like on different groups, different book groups, you know, people mm-hmm. like wanting recommendations and uh, you know, there's a few people who put house of flesh up. There's people that put thirsty up. There's people that just say, just check out anything I do. Um, so it's kind of nice, you know, and there's people that are looking forward to the the sequel to thirsty and you know, whatever else I've got at my sleeve. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's therapeutic and it, uh, I think it just makes the world a safer place when I can just write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you. I, Thank you. I will be checking it out. And I will also include links to where people can get the book in the show notes. Cause support Chuck. Support, you know, support indie horror writers. Please buy my product. <laughs> It'll get the stains out. It'll make you feel better. It'll cure your ED. Right. <laughs> hey, it might, it might. There's some stuff in there that might, might, if somebody, if somebody's fucked up enough, it might cure your ED. You never know. You, <laughs> you never, never know. know. But, but yeah, so uh, that's, that, that's when it comes down to the, the, the book stuff. Um, and, uh, House of Flesh. Yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, I, one person did ask me if I was going to do a sequel to House of Flesh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't, ever see that happening just because it is kind of a standalone, but it had me wondering about some things. Um, but, uh, but I, I will say this though, my next, my next release, the next book I'm working on right now um, is one that I think a lot of people are going to be able to, uh, to relate to. Um, it's, it's one that people can get some anger out while reading. Um, it's called officer oink and it, uh, it's basically, uh, the story of an angry pig man who gets revenge on all the bad cops in his town. And, nice. uh, and it's, it's, it's my, cause when I started writing, when I started writing that it, uh, mm-hmm. cause writing, like I said, it's therapeutic and you know, you write about what you, what, what you know, and you know what you're pissed off about. And with all the, the shit going on with fucking cops, fucking confusing their fucking dicks and their fucking pistols and yeah you know treating people when you know inhumane and acting like the fucking cocksuckers like they are um and wondering why nobody trusts them anymore um and i was like what would be a good a good way how about we have a pig kill the pigs yeah so yeah i think there's there's a few people i've told uh i've told the idea to and they're like i'm sold already even mm-hmm. just even just the name because I posted the other day about the the name of it uh, and there's a, there was people that commented saying like yeah I like where this is going yeah so so like that I'm yeah. I, I'm about I'm about fifty pages uh, so far with that I've got about another hundred to go um, but the way that I've been writing on it lately it shouldn't take me but a couple of weeks I should be done with it and then we'll see in the next couple of months and then after that I got a thousand other ideas that I'll be back on to talk about. Sounds good, man. I'm always happy to have you on when you got new stuff coming out. I'm always happy to be on, brother. <laughs> it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Like okay. I said, I will leave links in the show notes to not only House of Flesh, but also for Thirsty, so you guys can check that out. 
make sure you check them out. Thirsty is a lot of fun, and I'm excited to check out House of Flush. Yeah. Oh, don't forget about also uh, another release uh, I'm a part of that's out is Sludge. Uh, a uh, it's an anthology book. Okay. Um, and it has a, a story with uh, Stuart Bray or a, a reverse it. Goddamn, I can't talk. It has a story by my, my buddy Stuart Bray, um, and it has a couple of stories by Jason Nicky. They're both two amazing writers. Definitely check them out. Um, and I have a couple of, of my stories in there. And uh, those stories that are in there that I have in there are two of my favorite stories that I've written at recent times. Um, and one of them is called Dickworm, and the other one is called uh, Toxic Mouth. And they're, they're as disgusting, if not more, than what you're already thinking. I've never, I've never hurt and itch so much while writing a, a story like I did writing Dickworm, and I wrote Ooh. two versions of it. So, <laughs> damn, yeah, I wrote Dickworm and Dickworms, and Dickworms what's in the book, and Dickworms is one that I'm going to be uh, putting out in a different anthology at some point, and I figure I'll just go with the like the alien, like you got like alien a- aliens and then like Alien Three. So like I yeah. got Dickworm, I'll put out Dickworms in another anthology, and then I'll have a uh, Dickworm three. Um, I mean, and Dickworm Resurrection. And- no, no, I'm gonna stop the trilogy. <laughs> I'm gonna stop the trilogy. Uh, but uh, well, I mean, I I might. You never know. I might just end up having too much fun with it. Um, but yeah, Dick so definitely Metheus. definitely check those out. Do what? I said Dick Metheus. <laughs> oh, don't don't give me ideas. <laughs> don't don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 get this fucking mind going, man. Shh, the weirdest shit comes out. You've read Thirsty. Oh yeah, I have read Thirsty. I know what comes out of your mind, sir. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it only gets worse but better. I'll make sure to leave info for Sludge in there too, so people can check out that anthology and read your stories in there. Sweet, nice. So the reason we're the reason I brought you on, Chuck, aside from being able to promote your shit, mm-hmm. is. <clears throat> I had never seen the movie we're going to talk about. And I had reached out to you a while back about, Hey, what about this one? You were like, yeah, sure. Or you grabbed it. Actually. You're like near dark. I want to do. So we're here to talk about the 1987 film near dark. I haven't met many girls like you. No, you haven't met any girls like me. I put my hand on your stocking. I was moving. Nice and slow. Hell yeah. 
directed by Catherine Bigelow, written by Eric Red and Catherine Bigelow. And then I'm going to run down the cast here because it, it, you have to talk about the cast. You, I mean, yeah. You definitely so we do. have Adrian Pazdar as Caleb Colton, Jenny Wright as May, Lance Henriksen as Jesse Hooker. The man. Bill Paxton as Severin. The Jeanette Goldstein as Diamondback. <clears throat> Tim Thomerson as Loy Colton. Joshua John Miller as Homer. I fucking loved Homer. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to go off with uh, Marcy Leeds here as Sarah Colton. So that's, that's basically your main cast. Everyone else is kind of a side player in this. Right. I don't know. How do you, how would you describe the story of this, Chuck? Cause it's kind of a, there's not a lot to well, it, but then there is a lot to it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to make this easy on us because I've got my VHS copy in front of me. All right. Uh, so I'll just read, I'll just do what I do on my other podcasts and I'll read the back of the box if you will allow. Go right ahead, sir. So, all right. Let's see. <clears throat> in the dusty heart of the American Southwest, innocent country boy Caleb Colton is seduced by a beautiful girl into joining a roving pack of vicious drifters led by the enigmatic Jesse. <clears throat> but this is no ordinary band of outlaws. Caleb is now trapped in a nightmare of soulless evil that waits in the shadows, hellish mayhem that thrives on blood and absolute horror that begins near dark. Um, yeah, I kind of stumbled just there for a second, but uh, to me, this is, I, 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 I think this is such a, a killer fucking movie. I mean, like you said, it, it's one of the, it's one of the best, if not the best, it's not the best, but it is one of the best vampire films ever. That, to me, to, I'm, I'm a Nosferatu guy. Um, so that one kind of always always beats them all. Um, but Near Dark, I mean, everything, there's so much about this movie that that makes it my like one of my favorites. Um, Lance Hendrickson is number one. I mean, like you want to talk about, uh, I mean, <clears throat> put, put it this way, Lance Hendrickson is such a big deal to me. Um, he, he's actually an influence of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did an album a while back called Bitterroot, and it was mainly instrumental, um, except for a middle part where I do a spoken word thing, and I kind of tapped into my my inner Lance Hendrickson, uh, and uh, and a while back the guys on Video Store Clerks uh, surprised me. They went to a con and met Lance Hendrickson. Now they knew that I I was supposed to go to Scarefest where he was at, but that fell through, and that was the biggest reason why it fucking crushed me. So they went to a convention, they met Lance Hendrickson, they did a whole video for it and everything, but they didn't they didn't show it, they didn't do anything until after I got my package, which was a signed picture by Lance Hendrickson, and he wrote all over it, like different different sayings and all this shit or whatever from from Near Dark and and and, and all that. And uh, they they asked him, um, which they showed me the video of him signing everything, and it was fucking cool. Um, he's, he, I mean, I can't remember how old he is, but like he's still like the coolest motherfucker, and apparently he's super nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they told him that uh, they're like, yeah, the uh, other guy that's on our podcast, uh, he, I, I don't, I don't try to sound like him. I just, I, it just kind of happens sometimes. I mean, I, I have a very similar vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they told him that, like, yeah, he's trying. You know, he, he tries his best to to do, you know impersonate your voice. He goes, "Oh, all he has to do is just take a bamboo stick and shove it down his throat." <laughs> and uh, 
uh and i was like well shit they they, they told him that that i uh that i chain smoke uh religiously trying to sound like him that's not why but um <laughs> it definitely helps a little bit you know um of course <laughs> yeah but the, the the movie doesn't get half of of the the uh respect it deserves um i think only in, in you know maybe in the last i could be wrong but like the last 10 years it's really gotten people's attention again yeah you know and i had always heard about this one but i had never seen it this was one that flew under the radar for me back in the day and i'd heard people and they're yeah. like you got to watch they're like lance henriksen bill paxton that's all you need to know right yeah and i'm like okay and i tried to check it out years ago but i'm gonna be honest with my feelings here about the movie in the very beginning mm-hmm. it starts off so slow that I yeah. I was trying to watch it late. I turned it off. I was like, I can't. This is way too boring. And I turned it off. But I saw now, your post. Now going back, I'm like, ah, uh, I see why it is the way it is. Because they right. want you to think it's going yeah. one way, and then it's like, nope, this is where we're going. Right, yeah. And just to, it- I'll I'll show my hand early. I fucking love this movie. I dude, yeah, that it, it is a slow burn. It does have a little bit of a slow burn to it, but you know, uh, once you make it to that uh, that that first that bar scene, um, which uh, yeah, I think is just I think it's an iconic scene. It's perfect. I mean, you you have a a band of misfit vampires from all different you know uh, generations and time periods. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, Henderson's character of, of Jesse, uh, uh, shit. What was it? Jesse fought for the South. Yeah. I was I like, but his last name, I feel like a Hooker. dickhead hooker. God damn. That's right. Uh, but yeah, he, he fought for the South. Um, and that was, you know, that's his whole, his whole character, which actually, uh, the way he got the outfit for Jesse, um, was he ended up going, he had them uh, get a bunch of like uh, he, got, he got a bunch of uh, like secondhand store clothes or whatever, and he pretty much made up the story idea of of who of, of who Jesse was. And uh, he's just oh, man, he's just he's just such a badass. Like I think that I think that that character is like what kind of like made Lance Henderson like be just uh, I don't know such a good villain, you yeah. know. Because he, you know, he was Bishop, um, you know, in, in, in Aliens. Um, and he was a good guy there. You know what I mean? And then in Terminator, he was a cop. And he didn't last very long in that, you know, so <laughs> no, he did when, not. So when Near Dark came out, um, you know, him playing such a ruthless character, uh, and he did such a damn good job of it. It's just kind of it, most of the shit you watch with him. Um, he's the villain in yeah. some way, shape or form. There, there's a few. I mean, there, he does have movies where he's not. You know, uh, well, like Pumpkinhead, I would argue he's not the bad guy in Pumpkinhead. No, he's, no, he's a the, grieving no, he's father trying to get exactly. justice for his murdered son. So he's very yeah. sympathetic and you feel for him in that. But then you see this and Completely. you're like, you are just, you're, you're cool, you're calm, but uncaring. Yeah. And just, yeah. just, call, you're like, okay. The complete, kind of the complete opposite of Bill Pax, God damn it. Bill. Paxton's character, Severin, right. who is completely yeah. fucking unhinged. 
He's great. Oh my god. He's great. It's one of my favorite Bill Paxton characters, man. And rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Uh, he was he was one hell of an actor. Um he was just a, he was an entertaining fuck, man. He really was. Like it didn't matter what he was doing. He I mean, even even his, you know, smaller roles like in true lies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he, he he always gripped you, even if he was only in it for a few minutes. Predator um, two. Predator two. Yeah, yeah. Uh he, he was I mean Bill Paxton's been in a lot of these um you know, a lot of the franchise films, you know, the aliens, uh, you know, um, he made a appearance in Terminator, you yeah. know, Predator and all that shit, you know, Predator 2, whatever, like you said, you know, so like, uh, but this, but this one though is like the kind of the, the, he, he, like if the lost boy, like kind of like he could have been a lost boy, Like there's a whole theory, like yeah. I mean, there's like a fan theory of where like, <clears throat> they, they, that where people are kind of saying that, that's where he came from or that's where he ended up, you know, like he's one of those guys or, or he left that group or some shit or whatever. Um, I can't remember what the whole thing was. There's a whole long explanation of why near dark and lost boys are, you know, in the same universe. I I can see that. My idea was, it seemed almost like (laughs) the punk that he played in Terminator got turned into a vampire and just was like, well, fuck yeah, I can fuck with anybody I want now. True. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the bar scene I was talking about, because uh, oh. I, I think it's a very important scene, because that's when you really see, because one, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of in a movie when somebody is, you know, changing into something and they're not really, like they're confused on what's going on. And you got the other people going, we're going to show you right now what's up. And, you know, the, this, how they do everything in, in the bar, they go in and, you know, all, you know, they got a few, you know, bikers in there and, you know, roughnecks, which one of the guys sitting at the bar, um, that Bill Paxton fucks with spits in his face, whatever the fuck. And then has him beat the shit out of, uh, uh, old dude, uh, Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. that, that guy was actually in Terminator too. That's the guy that get that Arnold gets his, uh, his clothes from. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. The fact that I knew that just looking at him is ridiculous. Um, I was like, God, I've seen him somewhere and I couldn't place it. And I didn't look it up. So I was like, eh, it's probably just one of those guys that looks like somebody. Well, now I know exactly. I would say, I, I would say that. Yeah. I would say that guy's career has been made of being the guy that gets his ass kicked in a bar by somebody better than him. Mm-hmm. Like he just has that, you know, the, the biker, uh, you know, pissed off redneck guy. He just plays it so well. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's not really that much of an act. <laughs> um, but you know they, they go in there and they you know uh, Caleb realizes his strength because after this guy beats the shit out of him he punches him one good time and flies him uh, shoots goes, him across did the I, room did I do that and did Bill Paxton's character just starts laughing oh, did I do that did, <laughs> yeah did He's I do that like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah you did that uh, one of my favorite things is how they do the fucking waitress uh, oh like, I was like, you know, the, 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 you got Bill Paxton over there, like parading around, freaking out the bartender and all that, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've already killed a few people and all that, um, or whatever. But around then, you know, the, the waitress comes over and, you know, this is actually, that's when, that's when they first kill somebody in there. Uh, the waitress goes over to him and she's getting ready to sit the beer down. And they're like, no, just a glass. Mm-hmm. She's like, just a glass. He's like, yeah, just a glass. And then he ends up like, He's like, oh, are you scared? You know, and of course, like, 
his woman, uh, Diamond's getting fucking pissed off because he's over there, like, you know, kissing on this chick or all this shit. And then, uh, she's like, well, do you want something to drink or whatever the fuck? And, uh, then they just, she slices her throat open and then you, then you got the, the glasses and he's just filling them up and mm-hmm. just sucking them down. And you're like, that is beautiful because it's so brutal. It's like, yeah. they're, they are so like, they don't give a fuck about human life. They have been doing this for years and poor Caleb has got to learn how to kill. And he's too good of a, of a person, um, to want to do that. Um, and, uh, I just thought that, that entire scene is just so, and oh man, the way that the Bill Paxton's character fucking, uh, uses his, uh, his spurs to slice open the, the old dude behind the bars fucking throat. Oh man. God, brutal. <laughs> I just mean, like, oh, the blood it's, don't stop. No, it's great. I, you know, uh, just because that's one thing is this movie is, is, is pretty brutal. Um, mm-hmm. it, cause it also, you know, we're talking about, you know, lost boys and all that stuff. Lost boys, if I remember correctly, would like just came out not too long around the same time this did. Right. And so there was kind of like conflict there. Um, something like that. I can't remember the timeline there, but I'm pretty sure they were pretty close together. And there's one of the reasons why near dark didn't, didn't get, uh, half the respect that it, that it, it deserved when it came out and deserves now. You know? Yeah, I'm looking it up real quick because I got my phone right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this this is also like, you know, if, if you've got friends who are, are oh, I love Lost Boys. Oh, you like you like Lost Boys? Well, then you need to check out <clears throat> Near Dark because nine times out of ten, the reason I like Lost Boys is because they like that kind of vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all capes and turning into bats. Uh, you know, it's about being uh bloodsuckers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, 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 no. You're good. Go ahead. So, Lost Boys came out July 31st, 1987. Okay. Near Dark was October 2nd, 1987. So a few months apart. Okay. And I can see why, because Lost Boys made it big, so I can see why Near Dark would get overshadowed. Yeah. Those Lost yeah. Boys was like, oh, you've got the <coughs> two Corys, you've got Kiefer Sutherland, you know, Jason it's Patrick. 80s vampires, and they're they're all, like, beautiful, but, you know, a little crazy. Yeah. I always forget yeah. that that's Jason Patrick <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing Michael until oh, I watch right, it, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Because, like, anything I had seen before I watched Lost Boys was Speed 2, and I'm like, this movie's dog shit. Who's this Jason Patrick guy? Uh, then I go back to Lost yeah. Boys. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You were in this. Yeah, what happened? Jason Patrick. I I don't really know where his career went. Like I I, I can't honestly. Lost Boys and Speed Two are the only movies I can think of. Yeah. Holy shit! Those are like the only movies from Jason Patrick that, that come to mind. I know. Wait, a minute. I know he's been. I know he's been another shit, but those are the only ones that pop that, that you think of, and you like to forget about Speed Two. You know. Yeah, but the crazy, the sure crazy thing, that, the, the, right, I'm, yeah, I guarantee he does. Um, I say Sandra Bullock probably does too. Definitely since she was in it. Um, yeah, a lot of money there. I'm guessing got to pay the bills. Uh, but the funny thing about Jason Patrick is, is like you know, I didn't. A lot of people don't realize this, and I didn't know this until like two years ago that his father uh, is the. Uh, the priest, I'm drawing a fucking blank again, in The Exorcist, the ones, the one that takes the spill down the stairs, the younger priest. 
Oh, um, oh my Father, God. uh, Karis, Father Karis. Yeah, yeah, the the, the yeah. younger guy. I cannot remember, but the one who came back for Exorcist Three, the good sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's his dad. Like when he was a kid, he would uh he would be on the uh on the set of Exorcist, and uh uh you, uh Linda Blair, you, that kind of freaked him out. So yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of interesting how how Hollywood Hollywood works, you know, with the bloodlines. You know, yeah, that's no I intended. didn't even I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Jason Patrick's. Not to get totally sidetracked here, but I'm hmm. like, oh, he's done a lot, but a lot of stuff is not what I like. I know the losers from 2010. I really right. enjoyed that movie. I didn't remember him being in that. I can't really remember that one. I guess I'm I'm trying to think too, and I'm just. I mean, because he's not a he's not a bad actor, but I think that when it comes down to roles, I think after a while, because I'm I could be wrong, but I want to say that he did some like TV movies and shit. Maybe maybe some Lifetime shit. Maybe some uh, Hallmark movies. I don't know. There's but a lot he, of what he, looks he like really do. low budget and TV stuff on here. Bingo bongo. Told you. <laughs> Yeah, because apparently he was in uh, Sleepers. Oh fuck yeah! I forgot about Sleepers. That's another one. That's that's okay. Yeah, that's I, man. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen yeah, that's Sleepers. Another good one. So I, but I've heard of oh, it, but man. I haven't seen it. And that, then, uh, Geronimo, Geronimo, an American Legend, which I've heard the name of, and I'm like, never seen it. American Legend. Yeah, Geronimo. I think it's. That's what's in this. Oh, the movie Geronimo. Yeah. American Legend. I don't know what you're talking about. He was in that? Yeah. Jason Patrick, Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, Wes wow. Studi, Matt Damon. Jeez. Yeah. I, so, I remember the movie. I don't remember the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when it yeah. came out. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if I ever watched that movie. It never, and, you know. Yeah, I never saw when that came one, out, but I know the like, name. I didn't really care. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is one of those long epic type movies I, i'm i'm not i'm not down with that i just remember i remember when hot shots part two came out i'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what it was and they had the uh the guys jumping out of the plane i think it was i think it was that movie the guys would jump out of the plane they're like geronimo geronimo and there's an indian guy and he goes me mm-hmm. yeah yeah fair fair that's what it was but other than that like no, no like but yeah i totally forgot about sleepers that's that's a that's a pretty brutal movie it's it's not it's not uh it's not scary, but it's uh the subject matter is pretty intense. And yeah, I yeah. I think it's disturbing along the lines of like Requiem for a Dream type of like, oh God, what's happening? Kinda mm, No, it's I mean not not, not the same along the lines of that, but like like disturbing to the point of where you might be uncomfortable watching it is what is what I've heard. Oh, it's like, definitely I, I might not be moments. true. No, so I it's, say it's, it's, almost it's one of those to... movies where. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, no I was I, I was waiting. I was seeing what you were saying. Uh, no, it, it's one of those where it it makes you feel uncomfortable to the point like it doesn't show you everything, but it tells you everything. You know what I mean? Like just because mm-hmm. you, your mind is probably one of the uh, part of the most dangerous things when it comes down to images. That's why reading stuff is a little bit better than watching movies because there's more that can be. Um, explained or whatever in, in a book. Um, but the bad thing is, though, is like when you when when I read and when I write, 
all that shit. I see that shit so clear. So in movies, sometimes the things that are that are unseen um, are actually worse that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm gonna have to yeah, check yeah. it out. It's a good one. It's a good one. And the cast, I mean, alone. I mean, yeah. Jason Jason Patrick aside, he's not bad. I'm just saying there are bigger names in that cast. Yeah. Uh and I mean, Kevin Bacon that well, yeah, and Kevin Bacon that movie you really hate. But you're supposed to. So Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, yeah, so there's only like when it comes to Jason Patrick like that, like that 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 sleepers and the other two are the only ones that that really come to mind, you know? Yeah. But, but like, uh, <laughs> go back to near dark real quick. So before I forget, um, there, cause there are a lot of, uh, if you look at the cast of everybody in here, they've all worked in the same realms. Cause you know, I said, you know, Bill mm-hmm. Paxton has been, you know, he was in Terminator. He was in aliens. Well, Lance Henderson was in the Terminator. He was in aliens. Yeah. Um, uh, the girl that plays uh, was it, is it Don Diamondback, what? Jeanette yeah, Goldstein. Diamondback. She yeah, was she in was she was in Terminator too. She was the stepmother and yeah. aliens. Yeah, and aliens. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. And so, like, and then, uh, and then, of course, you know, old dude that I was telling you about the bar on Terminator Two. Um, and then uh, I'm thinking because I want to think there's there's another there's another perils somewhere and I and I, I can't remember which one it, what, what it was, but but yeah, it's a uh, it's almost kind of like a, a, a Oh shit! The director <laughs> of Aliens, God Cameron. James Thank Cameron. you. Jesus, <laughs> fuck me, running. I'm just my brain is just not hey, there. It's today. all right, man. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I got you. But it's but it's almost like a cast of characters of like his movies. You know what I mean? Like it, this could be you know uh, one of his movies. Yeah, but, well, I th- I think if I if I read the trivia correctly, he suggested to Catherine Bigelow. I think they were married at the time. That they just he she just oh, used right. the cast from Aliens for Near Dark, and the only one who didn't come over that she talked to was Michael Bean, but Lance Henriksen, Jeanette Goldstein, and Bill Paxton were like all on board. Bean was the only one who was like, "Eh, I don't feel like it." See, and he he could have worked too, though. I mean, because Michael Bean's he's he's pretty he's pretty cool. I mean, I, I've always liked him. I mean, you know, yeah. what was he Hicks and Aliens? Mm-hmm. That was me and me and my buddies. Like Hicks was always kind of like one of my favorites, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, but I mean, I, I Johnny Ringo, man, he's Johnny yeah. Ringo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and um, uh, something else that's kind of interesting when it goes to the cast is all right. What what was the kid's name again? Homer. Okay. Um, that dude, I remember him from the Wonder Years back in the day. Okay. Um, he was on an episode called Rock and Roll, I think, and he was the new kid in town that played guitar and talked a lot of you know, talked to, talked himself up a lot and acted like he's playing in all these bands and played all these shows and all that stuff. Well, then Kevin, the character of Kevin, um, you know, uh, sa- you know, uh, sub Savage, whatever his fucking yeah. name is, Fred Savage, uh, Fred Savage, yeah, yeah, um, like he ends up being in a band with him and he ends up like the whole thing is is you know the shit talker ends up getting stage fright and uh, it comes out that he's not as cool as he, you know, led everyone to believe he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, he actually, like, I like the character. I think, I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of very similar to Kirsten Dunst, you know, in, uh, yeah. Uh, the interview with the vampire, you know, it's just, this guy's more a of kid. a, he's more of a crotchety old man. 
in a kid's body. He really is. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I loved is he would say shit like, they'd call, get over here, old man. And he's like, ah, just get back at him. Just like this crotchety old fuck. But he's just, yeah. like, looks like a kid. I'm like, all right. I really like this character. Yeah. But uh, even though I do like the character, he gets my fucking nerves. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the way he talks or whatever. I know he's just a kid whatever but for some reason he irritates the living shit out of me um but i, I do think it was a good character uh because you, i mean you when it comes to a vampire clan you know you gotta have at least that one that uh unfortunately got you know changed over when they were still pubescent yeah <laughs> you know so uh but uh oh something else too talking about parallels and movies while i'm thinking about it uh sorry i'm just blah, 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 blah. no you're fine go right ahead man um but uh, you, are you a fan of From Dust Till Dawn? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, how well do you remember that movie? I remember it pretty damn well. Because that is also one of my favorite vampire films. Oh, well, yeah. if you remember correctly, because there's there's so many movies out there, there's so many great movies that end up in hotels at some point, right? Um, in From Dust Till Dawn, when the Gecko Brothers make it to the hotel before they hijack uh, the uh, the family mm-hmm. and get their and take their camper. Um, Seth George Clooney goes in and he you know rings the bell and uh, then he slams it down mm-hmm. and uh, the old man comes out and he's like what what the hell you want he's like what do you think I want you mean old bastard I want a fucking room um, if you if you remember in Near Dark Lance Henderson goes to the room because he's trying to hurry up because the sun's coming up. Mm-hmm. And the old man comes like he does the same thing. He comes in and he rings the bell and he just starts slamming it down. And then the old man comes out, and of course, the old man's not as shitty as in from Dustal Dawn was. Right. But that whole scene, because uh, he says pretty much the same shit to him almost, and uh, and that whole scene is actually a tribute to Near Dark. It makes uh, sense because I was watching a, a lot of this and I was like, God, some of this feels like. This just group of characters moving about. It's like, I was like, this has got very from dusk till dawn vibes. And that scene, I was like, huh? Yeah. And don't you say it? I'm like, yeah, I get it even more now. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, it just make it's just one more reason why I love from dusk till dawn. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to talk about that movie, uh, down. (laughs) Oh, I might, I might have to throw it on the podcast. That's another I love. I. I remember the first time I watched that movie and I won't give too much away, but I was like, Oh, this is where we're going. Okay. Right. Cause I figured, yeah. Oh, it's like a crime movie. And then it's like, Nope, it's this. I'm like, okay, you got me. There, there's you not too me. many, there's not too many movies out there that I say are perfect. And that is one of them. <sighs> I, I, I just it's wish that George so Clooney would have stuck with being a badass. I just wish that he did that in more movies. He was so good. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was a good one. But, um, but, uh, uh, but near dark, though. Going yeah, back to I, that. Going back real quick to that hotel scene. I did like yeah. where the, the old caretaker of the hotel or whatever, he was like, Hey, haven't I seen you around here before? Didn't you come by here <laughs> like a long time ago? Yeah. It's like, eh. Every 50 something years. Like, every 50 years, keep an eye out for me or something like that. I was like, uh, 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 <laughs> maybe watch make, out or something. He's like, he's like, make a reservation make or something. Reservation. Yeah. Yeah. I was and like, he just like, smiles. God. And it just slips out the door yeah. casually. I'm like, 
how much cooler can you oh, get? No. It's just the coolest way to be like, eh. like yeah. telling him like, I'll be back whenever I fucking feel like it. Cause I'm not going to die, but you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course we all know what happens at the end of the film, but well, yeah. And anyway, what well, the other, the other cool thing about, uh, about this vampire clan is, um, how they they're able to move around during the day in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they black out the, uh, they black out the windows, um, except for a little smidge in the front so they can see. Yeah. Can see and he's, he's wearing welder's goggles and like part of like a leather mask almost. Yeah. Like fastened to it so it can block the sun so he can see out that little yeah. strip in like their RV or whatever vehicle they take. I thought that was really cool because I'm like, okay, they're not just holding up somewhere and moving around at night. Yeah. They're moving around whenever they want. Right. See, I, I like it when vampire movies um, go a different direction. I think that's another reason why like, I, I love this movie and, and From Dust Till Dawn and, and shit like that. Just because of the fact that, like, you know, it's like how many times, and, and Lost Boys as well, you know, it's like how, how many times, how many times can you do the same vampire stick over and over again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, back, you know, back in the, you know, Bela Lugosi days, you know, Dracula was, a cape wearing, uh, you know, seductor of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he had that, that oh, you know, very cheesy kind of corny, you know, um, um, vibe, um, as, you know, and that's, and, and, you know, not, not, not leaving out Max Shrek. He's, you know, cause Max Shrek, uh, being, uh, yeah, uh, fucking Count, Osferatu, uh, yeah, Count, Count Warlock. Warlock. Yeah. Um, I still, like I said, he's, he's number one. He is the creepiest fucking vampire there ever it's, was. And next to Salem's Lot. That is a favorite of mine, Nosferatu. That is a favorite of mine. I haven't seen Salem's Lot yet, but I'm, I'm getting to it. Oh shit. That's not, not only is that a good movie, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, but it's a good one. So I don't mind uh, a slow burn. When it's done well, I'm all for it. All right. Yeah. It's like, it, as long as there's a payoff mm-hmm. that, that, you know what I mean? Um, as long as the story is at least, uh, gripping. Cause I've watched a lot of movies that are, they're slow burns, but you're, it's like the witch. You ever seen the witch? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn, but the story is so gripping. Um, and, and it gives and you a payoff at the end. It, the last 10 minutes of that movie is, is, is like, I got chills right now thinking about it. Yeah. Like, you know, black Phillip. <laughs> the most satanic goat in the world. Um, the satanic goat of the world. Um, <laughs> but you know, but, but, but yeah, it's a, a little bit of a slow burn. Um, but you know, once it, it, it goes into it, you know, uh, uh, shit. What was I talking about? <laughs> I told you what, 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 what was, uh, what was I referencing to? I was We're talking oh. about the, way they move around and how they're oh, yeah, okay, different yeah, than yeah. most vampire films. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, you know, and then, then, then you get, uh, uh, the movies, you know, that are a little bit later on, you know, Dracula got a little gorier. He was still wearing the cape and whatever, you know, you had, uh, you know, namely, you know, Christopher Lee, uh, became Dracula, um, and owned it. Um, you know, and then later on, you know, like it, when the eighties started coming in, um, you you did you know you you started getting the the little different like the 
the different storylines. It's not a it's not a guy living. It's not a Dracula living castle. It's a, a band of misfits, you know, mm-hmm. leather jacket wearing motherfuckers that will take you out and not give a shit. You know, you have near dark. Yeah. You, you know, lost boys. And then, and then it just seems like vampire um, literature, film, all that has kind of um, kind of grown a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like it's it just it's it's good to see them do something like, you know, being able to move around a car and be yeah. able to because I, I don't think about I don't unless I'm missing something. And I'm not. You can just fuck off with Twilight if, 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 <laughs> if anybody, you know anybody's got their inner dialogue going right now. Fuck off because we're not talking about Twilight. We're talking about real vampires, okay? So don't uh, don't don't get me fucked up. But they um, sparkle, Chuck. They sparkle. Yeah. God, I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. I used to have a whole fucking thing about about Twilight, but these days I've got to be careful. Um, I get but, it. uh, but yeah, no, cause I, I can't, I can't think of a, another, another hardcore vampire movie where they're able to drive during the day. The only other movie where I've seen it is the film Daybreakers. And that was because mm. they lived in a society where there was technology so they could drive during the day, but their windows were like UV blacked out. Right. And gave yeah. them like a video screen to see where they were going. Yeah. I've never seen that one. I know. I, I recommend it. It's actually a lot of fun. <clears throat> Okay. I've heard a few people talk got, about it actually. It's got Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke, so that's sold. That's good enough for me. Yeah, and I mean, Willem and uh, shit, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Sam Neill. So Sam Neill. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, he plays he's the uh the villain of the entire movie, so Oh cool. No, I'm I'm kinda sold on this now. Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous, but it's also a lot of fun. And it's a, it's kind of a mm-hmm. different take on vampires. They're right. still basically the same. They want to feed on humans and this and that, but there's a different take to the story. There's like yeah. an impending danger for vampire kind. So you kind of get like them trying to make sure they stick around. So it's, it's, it's cool. There's still the conflict between humans and vampires, but you get a little more where vampires are like, Oh, if we don't fix a problem we're not going to be around anymore and yeah. we basically need to stay in charge of everything. So see that's that kind of, you know, like, you know, I might get, you know, shit for this, or whatever, but they're like, I'm a, I like true blood. Um, I thought that was, I, cause I like the idea of, okay, vampires are, they're everywhere and people know it mm-hmm. and not everybody's okay with it. You know, I, I mean, of course there's a whole, you know, social thing there with that whole, right. Uh, that whole thing, but, but it's a fun idea of like, okay, people are vampires and not all of them are bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I just, I like it when, when different elements are added um, sometimes because it, it really does. It's like, it's the same thing. It's regurgitated over and over again. Yeah. You know, and you know, it, it, it's pretty much with any of the tropes of, uh, of universal monster movies, you know, it's like, you got to kind of put your little bit of a, little spill or a little uh little take on it you know if you if you're gonna do mm-hmm. if you're gonna do something like that if you're gonna if you're gonna create something in that realm um then to be original or just something that's just fun yeah you know because vampire vampires and werewolves and all that shit those are fun you know I, I there's 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 not too many werewolf movies that i enjoy that i don't say are just fucking fun 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, I'm I, I like my vampire movies, but I and again, you know, I, I I tend to lean towards like the Bill Paxton kind of type. You know what I mean? The Lance Henderson, yeah. like you know, yeah, the brutality. Like, it's like I I enjoyed Interview with a Vampire for what it was. But it's a different movie oh, than yeah. what I typically enjoy, which is something like 30 Days of Night or Near Dark, where the right. vampires are just like, we're here to survive. You yeah. don't matter. At all. We're monsters. We will do what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so Near you, Dark was... <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, and that, that's, and that's another thing. Um, you know, because that's, that's, that's another thing about, about vampire films that, that I think that Personally, I got kind of tired of burnout, uh, kind of like the whole zombie thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, walking dead and all that shit kind of you know, burned me out. Um, but, you know, the vampire films, you know, like Interview of the Vampire, you know, that came out and vampires became all the rage again. And mm-hmm. then everybody was expecting, you know, because it, it, it was seen it was seen by some as, as a a weird love story. And then it was seen as some as a, a romantic horror film or, or a, you know, a period piece or whatever the fuck. Um, and that's fine and good. Cause I mean, I, I enjoy the movie too. Um, but like, it also was like, okay, it spawned a bunch of beautiful vampires. If you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that goes back to, you know, twilight years later after, you know, after, you know, done, you know, Anne Rice, uh, you know, she was a great writer. Um, I, only read a couple of her books because mm-hmm. I'm like, can I read something that doesn't involve vampires? You know? Yeah. Um, cause I, cause like, you know, you mentioned 30 days of night and those vampires are disgusting. They're brutal as all shit. Yeah. I love it. I love that movie. Um, they are animalistic. They kind of reminded me of what Nosferatu might've been mm-hmm. had it not been a silent movie done in Germany, it might have been a little more like had it been done later. Right. Orlock would have been more animalistic, I think, I at some so. points. Yeah. So it kind of had a bit of that and then it had just the the cold callous of of Jesse from Near Dark where he's like, you don't fucking matter. Right. We're here yeah. like when he's just standing at the door just with a smirk on his face in the bar, mm-hmm. just looking at him like none of you are leaving. Yeah. You guys don't matter. Yeah. Like we just need food. You don't you don't matter to any of us. We're gonna be here long after you're dead and it doesn't fucking matter. Right. It's just like God. That, that 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 is the moment in the movie, like, you know, in the bar where shit's already gone down and everybody that's left is still is kind of realizing that uh, I'm not getting out alive. You know. Because he does have that smirk on his face and you know, because mm-hmm. Lance Lance Hendrickson is he's a very uh uh, he always plays a very sinister character. You know, he, he, he has that look and, uh, there's an intensity. Yeah. It's his, it's his eyes. And he, and he does have that, that grin where you're like, is he grinning because he's happy or is he grinning? Cause he's getting ready to kill you. Yeah. It's you like, know, you, you never know what it is. It, it, yeah. And it could be both. You it never know where he's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I I appreciate this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember before I'd even heard of it. Um, this actually, this very same copy that I'm holding. Um, I think maybe no, I could be wrong. I don't know. I think it's the same copy. Um, 
Kmart when I was probably about 15, hmm. 14 or 15. Uh, Kmart used to do the, well, I don't, I don't think that Kmart exists anymore, but, um, no. No, they well, Kmart when, when when they because they kind of slowed down because you know Walmart became the king and like you know wiped everybody out. Yeah. Um. So like every Halloween, um, you know, go to the Halloween aisle, they would have horror VHSs, which Walmart Walmart did it too, but but Kmart always had better ones, or the ones that yeah. like I'd never heard of, and I remember looking through the movies and I remember uh Candyman was in there a few times and uh I think aliens and there was like a couple other you know the the, the usual tropes Halloween all that stuff and there was like one copy of Near Dark in there and I was like what the fuck is this? And uh I had no idea what it was and and I, I you know I didn't get it. Well I talked to a buddy of mine a couple of days later um that uh, was like, oh, dude, near dark. You've totally got to watch that movie. Uh, so I ended up going back up to Kmart and buying it. I'm pretty sure this might. I'm pretty sure this is the same copy. I, I don't know. I never know anymore. I'm getting old. I forget, <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah. Um, it just from the minute that I watched it, I was like, shit. Okay, all right. I can get behind this. Uh, it just it just had, you know, this killer. It just has this killer vibe to it, man. And then the mm -hmm. the whole. Um, you know, of course, we're we're jumping all over the place here, but um, something else that they did that was interesting was they cured it. You know, yeah, and you, you yeah, know, usually, usually in in vampire films, you know, what's the way to, to to cure being a vampire? You have to kill your maker, right? Right, and uh, in this one, that is not the case. That, no. that is not the case at all. It's um, a, it's a rather simple fix when you think about it. Right, it's clever. It's just a blood transfusion. It's a blood transfusion. Keith Richards couldn't be wrong. I was like, I went, wait, this movie's just saying we can cure vampirism with a blood transfusion? I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of goofy because it's like, eh, I don't know how much that works, but it's a fun idea. And I, I, I'm glad they, they went with that. Actually, rewatching it last night, I, for some reason, I forgot about that part. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, how does this movie? And I kind of, I kind of forgot, but, uh, the watching, I was like, oh yeah. And like, I actually like it. It's, it's kind of cheesy, whatever, but it's, uh, you know, got the, the redneck dad, you know, the, well, the redneck family or whatever that, mm -hmm. you know, happens to have a, an area to where they can, you know, yeah, put old they show you in the beginning, he's like a, a farm vet or something like a ranch vet or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he had the area set up to be able to do a transfusion because his son asked him, "Like, you ever done a blood transfusion?" And it just cuts to him doing it. Like, sure, we can do this. Yeah, it's like, all right, it's it's kind of goofy, but it's still different enough where you're like, huh, okay. Yeah, which it does make sense because if Caleb couldn't kill someone to sustain his hunger or satiate his hunger. As a vampire, he wouldn't be able to kill his maker, especially since it was May, who he was in love with. Right. Which I'm yeah. going to say, that whole thing kind of went so fast. Like, she just looked at him. He was like, oh, I'm sprung. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm all over you. I'm like, dude. Well, uh, it, it makes sense because of the kind of because of the character of what he was. Because yeah. Caleb, you know, because like me being from the South, 
and, and stuff. Like I, I know that guy. You know what I mean? The guy that like falls head over heels as soon as he like meets a chick. And I, I, some people may be like, oh, that's you know, da, da, da. no, it's that's how some some of us southern guys are. Um, okay, you know, especially them, you know, the because it because his character reminds me of the kind of guy that's like old school. You know, he he wants to hold the door open and and you know hold the chair, you know, pull the chair out for you know for the woman and stuff, which you, you should be uh, respectful right. and all that. Um, you know, that southern hospitality, whatever. Um, but he's also very. He also comes off like not innocent. But naive, naive, you know. Yeah. I was uh, say he's very naive about the world. Small town country boy, you know, doesn't you know really hasn't really seen much. He just knows horses and fields and you know maybe the occasional beer at a bar. Um, and you know then he gets introduced to this this woman that like anything you know you, you meet the right one they change your whole world and it's sometimes for the good sometimes it's for the bad. Um, mm-hmm. And she apparently just you know. Uh, had what it took to, you know, spring that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She roped him in good. But yeah. Yeah. I do like the, the effect. I'm, I'm, like I said, we're all, like you said, we're all over the place here, but I like the effect of when they're in the sun and they just start smoking. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It's just agonizing. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's there's an end coming and you're just like, oh, he's, that scene, that opening scene with Caleb, where he's running through the field while trying to run after she and turned his face him, is burning and shit, and yeah. he's burning, and there's just this billowing smoke coming off of him. It's just like, oh god, you can just imagine, like, ugh. like the pain, like yeah, it's like you know if you ever you know burnt yourself like on the stove, like imagine that times a hundred. You know what I mean? Like just like there's something there's something about burning flesh uh, that just one it stinks. Too, yeah. um, that's very very painful because like you know let's 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 say that that you know if you're a vampire and you go out and you're out in the the, the sun long enough to start smoking and to that's almost to the point of catching flame, um, you know regardless you're gonna have you know your your face is gonna well up for a minute before you heal yourself, yeah, you know like like or or if you have to feed in order to to heal yourself you might you might look like uh you know uh dracula did in renfield for a minute you know mm-hmm. um but uh yeah uh painful painful to watch uh but i but i'm glad they went that route with that i'm glad they did that because like yeah it, it's always been a thing vampires will come out in day sunlight kills them all that and you have you have the ones where like they automatically blow up you know what i mean yeah uh, which is cheesy and then you know you have the ones that they they slowly burn, um, and then eventually just go into flame. Yeah, there's um, some that just disappear. They just right. fade away. I'm like, that's a yeah. cop out. Yeah, yeah. And this one just I think I think it was perfect of like the idea of like okay, and it also you know it took away the the, the flying trope and the, the changing into a bat. It also um, took away the bearing the fangs and hissing. Which I get is something that like kind of came from like the Christopher Lee era of vampire movies. Yeah, but they didn't do that. You didn't know they were vampires until they started feeding on blood. You're like, oh, okay, they are vampires. Yeah. Now, Bill Paxton, his character in the like in the bar scene, he like he kind of changes. Oh yeah. When it, you know his, his his fingers get a little bit, you know, 
Eve, like they look a little twisted and, and crooked looking and, and his fingernails are real pointy and all that shit. And I, I want to feel, I, I, part of me says that he, that he has fangs in that scene, but I could be wrong. He might, but it's not, it's not so pronounced. Whereas a lot of vampire movies, like the fangs get super right. long or they yeah. have to hold on a shot of them, bearing them as somebody. It's like, these are just like, if you see them, they're there. Yeah. They have fangs. Like the, like the, uh, the scene in Monster Squad with, uh, uh, Dracula <laughs> holding the little girl up. Give me the amulet, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, oh, uh, the hissing thing is all that has always been a thing. Usually the hissing yeah. comes when, uh, when, you know, when uh, somebody holds a cross up to them. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, get that away from me. Um, so like, you know, that's, I, again, I, I like the fact that they cut some of that, that kind of that shit out and just, just like, oh no, they're just, they're the undead. They feed on blood. Um, yeah, that's all you kind of need. You don't need them turning into uh, a fucking bat, which I mean, it's cool in some movies, you know, but, um, yeah. it, it's less cheesy if they, if they don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause we all, we all know they could transform into things like that, but we don't need to see it in every film. No, not at all. Like, but I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the fact they don't do that. But yeah, they, but you, but yeah, they don't, they don't really, they don't hiss or do or really in that, in that shit in, in, in mm. near dark, do they? The only thing you know that makes them vampires is they can't be out in sunlight and they drink blood and they're just cold. You're like, okay, those three things, you know, they're vampires. They didn't need to hiss, show their fangs or like do anything vampire like. Yeah. You just, you just figured it out from the things they showed you. Like, look, here's A, B, and C. That's all you need. There's no theatrics. There's no capes. You know, they're not, oh, I'll suck your blood or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. One, ha, ha, ha. Two, ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> street shit. And I, he was always I my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, going back real quick to Homer, the yeah. old man in a child's body. Yeah. He's got one of the more disturbing character arcs in the film when he grabs Caleb's little sister and is yeah. like, she's mine. Mm-hmm. She's going to stay with me. And he's like, I'm going to turn her. So I have someone that's my age, that's around my age for eternity. Yeah. I'm, I'm lonely. I'm over this. I'm like, dude, this is, this is fucked up. It's pretty demented. <laughs> you know, he's just like, tells him flat out. He's like, no, she's mine. I'm keeping her. He's yeah. Like, Whoa. All right. Okay. Shit. I mean, it 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 is kind of it is kind of very uh, disturbing take on, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you still kind of feel for him in a way, but you're like, this ain't mm -hmm. the way to go about it, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, what what else? You know, what else is he gonna do? You know what I mean? So like, so he would have to get. A, a girl of his, of his age. Yeah. I like yeah. their meeting too. When he sees her at the soda machine, he's like, yeah. Oh, and she just blows him off initially. Like, uh, it's rude to stare. Yeah. Like, I was like, like, all oh. right, all right. Good for it's you. Like, for, like standing up for yourself. Yeah. He's yeah. like, Oh, you want to come watch TV? And she's like, is it a color television? Or it's <laughs> like so sassy. I'm like, you probably still shouldn't be going with the kid, but you know, yeah, uh, you know, th- through time we have learned uh, that if there's a hotel room or something like that, that something bad's gonna happen. 
you know, and you probably shouldn't mm-hmm. follow strangers into uh, rooms. I mean, like, you know, uh, last house on the left, you know, following people to a hotel, mm-hmm. then you end up with, you know, a bad time. Yeah. Devil's you rejects. Know, devil's rejects. Uh, Don't talk to the hot chick near the ice machine. That's that. That's pretty much what, uh, you know, but there's a lot, there's a lot, I and mean, there's a lot of others too, you know, um, yeah. when it comes to the hotels, but yeah, it's a truth. Like, you know, so, cause you are, you, when you're watching it and for the, especially for the first time, you're kind of like, Oh fuck, where's this going? And like, you know, the time they're not going to really be too, too bad about it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it was a perfect, uh, full circle, you know, her and the dad were out looking for him or looking for Caleb. And then it just so happens they end up, meeting um, yeah and you know and i wonder i wonder if there, cause there's a part where of course you know they go get the dad and they bring him in there which is uh who's the guy that plays him again tim thomerson who is also uh many don't be, people probably realize this but he was doll man remember doll man yes i have not seen doll man but i know of doll man and i know he was in doll man as well as transfers mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah transfers and uh was it Dollman versus the Demonic Toys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I still have to go down that road. I went down a an evil bong rabbit hole <sighs> not long ago, and oh, it's so good. I was like, okay, I gotta back off the full moon stuff for a bit before I can dive into <laughs> right, some of the other yeah. stuff. <clears throat> no, I love the evil bong movies. They're so stupid, but you know, but but, <laughs> I, but I do love full moon and all that. You know, uh, <clears throat> which is funny though is. Uh, when I first saw this, what I recognized him from was uh, "Who's Harry Crumb," the John oh, Candy, comedy, okay, because he plays uh, the uh, the other man uh, to uh, Annie Potts, who was very hot back then. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, that's you know, it's kind of I can point out just, but like I said, I can look at people like, oh, they're in that movie, da, da, da. but it's just kind of funny when you think about like all the people that are actually in this movie. Yeah. And like, it's like, then they actually did, you know, they've, they've, they've been there, done that and all that shit. We've gone through, uh, everybody that's been in it and all the movies they've been in and it's all been good, you know? Uh, yeah. Although I don't really know what his career is now. <laughs> all right. Is he even still alive? He's still alive. He's 77 years old. I'm looking up his IMDb right now. Cause there's, I'm, Wanting to confirm that I know what movie, like there it is. Who's Harry Crumb? See, I, I forgot he was in that. Uh, he's, is... he's a bit part in it, but yeah, yeah. Okay, Iron Eagle. He was the father in Iron Eagle. That's where I know uh, him from. Okay, yeah, yeah. God, I haven't seen uh, that movie in a long time. I I used to watch that movie all the time growing up. It was <laughs> that oh, and the really? Last Starfighter were two movies that was like, yeah, <sighs> the Last Starfighter. Uh, who's in that? Anybody? That is uh, Lance Guest. It's directed by Nick Castle. Uh, oh God, what is not? Oh, she was in Night of the Comet. Um, not the blonde, <laughs> but the other one. God, what is her name? I'm gonna have to look it up now. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. Although Night of the Comet, as a kid, that was like one of my favorite movies. It used to come on uh, USA up all night on occasions. Catherine Mary a... Stewart. Catherine Mary Stewart. Okay. And then uh, Dan O'Hurley, he played Greg, and Robert Preston was Centauri. Yeah, Last Starfighter is one that I grew up on. That was that was the science fiction 
you know, spaceship movie I grew up on before I saw Star Wars. I grew up on Last Starfighter. Uh, okay. So it, it holds a special place for me. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I was just, I was never much anything that had to do with space, just about, I didn't care. Like, unless it involved like disgusting aliens and shit, like Predator and aliens mm-hmm. and all that shit. Like, I was so, so picky about science fiction. I'm a little more open minded to that aspect. But you got to have you've got to give me a good story. You yeah, know what I've, I mean? I've never been a huge sci fi person, but that was one of the things like I saw it as a kid and was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, later on, I get into Predator. And funny enough, isn't 87 the same year Predator came out? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty yeah. sure. I am. I am double checking because there's been a weird coincidence lately. I've noticed uh, with some of our episodes that there's a lot of stuff that comes from 87 yeah the first predator was 1987 so wow. the same year as near dark and the lost boys we got predator a lot, of, a lot of good movies came out around that time you know yeah i mean i i i, I mean I, I was born in 84 and i i'd say right there there was so many there was a lot of good movies that came out around that time and then yeah. moving on like just like you had 84 and then you moved way you know right right to the the ass end of the 80s and that was like a lot of like your really good horror films and and uh, horror based uh, films and whatnot came around mm-hmm. that time, you know. Oh yeah, it's a big time beat for eighties. Big time for for but for horror. I almost said for budget. And I, <laughs> for butt. Big time for horror. It was a big time for action, and then some of those crossover horror action, kind of like Predator. Truth. It was just. Truth. It was just a crazy time where all this stuff came out. And then, like we were talking about, there was the vampire movies. And there was also, like, a lot of horror comedy in the 80s. And speaking of vampires, is the movie Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a favorite which, of mine. Which flips it around. You don't have the male trying to seduce a female. You've got the female seducing the male. Yeah, and you don't bite him on the neck. You bite him on the inner thigh. Mm-hmm. As a and kid, course, I was so, like, it, I, I watched that movie way younger than I should have. Um, Same, and it went over my head a lot of things, and until I got older, I was like, "Okay, yeah." Like the whole thing with the guy, like you know, you're a girl and I'm a guy, and and all that shit. Like just and then like realizing some of the sexual innuendos in that movie as a kid, I didn't pick up on. Yeah, just like Ace Ventura, I didn't pick up on some of the things that went on in that until I got older. I was like, ah, you know, oh, okay, there's a whole other level to this I didn't discern. Yeah. yeah, Once Bitten was one of those where I saw it later. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like the way his friends were like, oh, you're this, so stay away. I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it, uh, that's a fun one, too. That's a fun one, too. Yeah. Cleavon yeah. Little is great in that, man. It's It sucks that we lost him so early. Right. He's just, I mean, he only plays the her butler and you know caretaker but he's he's one of the best characters man so good it's like now i want to go back and watch blazing saddles again (laughs) no shit man no shit uh i know people will say oh it's problematic it's like you realize they were using humor to poke at the problem right that's exactly you know like mel brooks was like do you realize how stupid you sound saying stuff like this yeah I mean, yeah. and he People, wasn't above making fun of, of Jews, and he's Jewish. I mean, exactly. 
you know, it's like Dave Chappelle. You know, yeah. it's like no one's safe. You know, yeah. and, and and the thing is, though, is in Blazing Saddles, you know, again, it wasn't it wasn't poking fun at at, at white people or anything like that. It was it was it was definitely poking at like the stupidity of how people can perceive race. Yeah. And all, and all that, you know, people kind of, you know, how people are these days. They kind of, yeah. they, they take one mm-hmm. thing and they run with it um, until it just becomes uh, a snowball effect. And it's like that snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like, Hey, can you, can you watch something and just have fun with it? Can you just watch something and enjoy it for what it is? Exactly. Like, it just, I got a, I got a buddy of mine. Okay. I got just real quick, just, just real quick. I got a buddy of mine that, um, they, he was always like, uh, he wanted to be a, a fucking filmmaker from the time that he was young and first watched his first movie, that kind of guy, you know, okay. uh, he was big into Ghostbusters and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, uh, he doesn't like Ghostbusters. He thinks it's problematic because of how Vakeman is towards women. And I'm like, he's not even really that bad and like whatever. But the other thing is, is he made a comment about Beetlejuice and he said that uh, Beetlejuice was too sleazy, basically. And I'm like, Beetlejuice is supposed to be sleazy. That's the whole point of that character. Like that's a character. Exactly. Underline that word, America. Character. You have to have like, okay, like, like in, in, in the genre of, of, of books that I write. Okay. Extreme, splatterpunk, whatever the fuck. People give uh, uh, our genre so much shit. Okay. It's too violent. It's too vile, too disgusting, blah, 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 blah. There must be something wrong with you when you write this shit. There's something wrong with you if you enjoy reading this shit. Um, and the thing is, though, is like you, you, you have to know what kind of emotion that you need to have. Mm-hmm. You know, so you create characters for movies and for, and, and, and for literature and, you know, all around the board. Um, so you, you know if you're supposed to like them. That's how we have our villains. That's why these villains are so horrible yeah. you know, in movies, because we don't want to like them. We're not supposed to like them. Exactly. They're supposed to be heinous. You know, there's a, there's a reason why, like, you know, this guy did horrible things over here, you know, to these kids or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you're supposed to hate this guy so much. Like, so when he dies, that's the payoff. Exactly. You know, when, when he gets his, it's the payoff. And it's just like people just fucking they want to bitch and whine and they forget that, that characters uh, they were make up all this shit. If you have these boring ass fucking characters that don't have their own fucking minds and they're all the same and they're all like, oh, we love everyone. And da, 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 then what do you have? You have the dullest yeah. fucking movie in the world. You have exactly. no you, you, everyone is a fucking marching ant, you know. And I just yeah. I fucking hate that shit. Sorry, I, yeah. I don't mean to. No, don't I to, totally don't mean to. You know, dive too deep there, but you know, there's there's that side, and then there's the other side where you have people who are like, "Oh, I totally identify with the villain." And you're like, "That's not the point." Like, I heard mm-hmm. a story years ago. Uh, Mary Heron, who directed American Psycho, mm-hmm. she said she would go around to like conventions, and people would be like, "Oh, I love your movie. I identify so much <laughs> with Patrick Bate, and I'm a lot like him." And she's like, "Do you realize that's a problem, right?" Yeah. It's like, you're not supposed to identify with him. He's inherently what's wrong. He's, he's the villain of, of the story. Yeah. He's not someone you should identify with and be like, oh, I'm just like him and be proud of that. Yeah. She's like, that's a huge problem. You should probably look into that. And she goes, the fact that they were so proud to like be on the same page as Patrick Bateman, she goes, it baffled me because it's not right. He's no. not someone to look up to. I'm like, no. thank you. <laughs> 
I, like, I never for so many reasons. Like I, I okay, I get cheering in like a slasher movie like Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You're kind of rooting for Freddy at a point, but you're not going. I totally identify with Freddy, and I'm going to murder children too in my boiler room. No, 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 no. What we're what we're having fun with is the fact that it's a campy character. Yeah. With Jason, it's hey, stupid teenagers getting killed. We're having fun with it. Yeah. So anyone who wants to be like Roger Ebert on me right now and be like, oh, well, you what's wrong? Fuck you. Okay. I enjoy horror movies. I have fun. It's escapism. Uh, it's a different come. form of entertainment that we enjoy. It's exactly. just horror movies. Exactly. So are, the, are there problems with earlier horror movies and some of the content? Of course. But you can say that about any movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, it, and you mean in Cisco and Ebert? Fuck those guys. They're both dead. They don't matter. <laughs> The, the, the a thing, well, like when I would when I would watch them on Sunday mornings, okay, because they would come on. I'm they were early, early on Sundays, mm-hmm. and I watch them. I think before I went to church, um, because we I used to get made to get up uber early in the mornings on Sundays, mm-hmm. and I'd watch them. And pretty much whatever they hated, I would watch. Yeah, I'd like because like they just and and they hated horror movies. Like they had this whole thing about Friday the Thirteenth. Like just being like one of the worst. Like in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, they really hated. I remember and reading uh, the what was the fat one's name? Was that Ebert? That was Ebert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read one of his books years ago. Uh, one of his movie books, and uh, man, he gave so many horror movies that I love the fucking turkey, dude. Like it, he just shh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. He was just talking about how when he went and saw it and in the theaters and people were all, you know, clapping for, uh, you know, the, these horrible scenes. And it just, it, it just shows the depravity of society and da, 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 da. And it's like, dude, you should have fucking lived a little longer. Yeah. That that bothers you. <laughs> it's like, seriously, you're going to get, you got such a rage on for yeah. horror movies. It's like, what is so wrong with your life that this is what both of them, both of them yeah. sitting there and just these filmmakers are disgusting. And anyone involved with this movie is like, okay, one, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Two, you're a movie critic. You're supposed to critique, not bash people for right. doing something. You right, can be like, exactly. hey, this isn't really my pleasure. I don't really care for it. I give it, you know, a zero out of five, but form your own opinion. Yeah. Instead, they're like, if you watch this, you're what's wrong with society. Like, don't. Fuck mm-hmm. off! You're what's wrong with society because you're trying to dictate what other people enjoy. So fuck you. I'm pretty sure that uh, wherever uh, he's at, I'm pretty. The, I'm pretty sure that Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is playing on repeat. <laughs> I hope so. I, I I hope that he is in fucking like in his own little hell. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he. They're also the same reason why a, a, a very underrated cartoon that I also used to watch, and it used to came on. It used to come on the same channel uh, on ABC. At Cisco mm-hmm. and Ebert, um, I, th- I want to say early, like because it was like early mornings when that came on. But the critic with uh, uh, fucking John Lovitz. Okay, yeah. You remember, you remember that one? It stinks. Mm-hmm. You, you, I remember, remember the critic. I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, uh, it was. It's a great cartoon show because it's so ridiculous. But like, it, he was totally poking fun at it, all the critics and shit like that. Oh and yeah, I think that I think that's one of the reasons why that show didn't make it like it should have. But yeah, that's. Uh, that, that that was that's always going to be a favorite cartoon of mine. But yeah, fuck Cisco and Ebert. They don't know. They they didn't yeah. know what was good. 
it's why it's <laughs> I I don't listen to critics on a lot of things, <clears throat> and to veer off even further, I. I bought a video game not long ago. It's a AEW wrestling <laughs> game called Fight Forever. Nice. I enjoy the game. I have fun with it. It was always intended to be like an arcade style back throwback to like the N64 wrestling games. Mm, okay. And people, as soon as it came out, people were just shitting all over it. This game's trash. It needs to be more like this game. So I made a comment like, the game's fine. I play it. I have fun with it. You guys wanting it to be like this game over here. Well, as soon as they did that, you'd have been like, well, why couldn't it be its own thing? Why is it so much like this? You're never happy. Just don't listen to critics and form your own opinion. They're like, oh, so, you, so critics don't matter, huh? Like, I'm like, no, they really fucking don't. No. If you're gonna, I'm like, if you're going to allow a critic to tell you what you should and shouldn't like, then you're kind of the problem because yeah. you should be able to form your own opinion. If, yeah, a game, a if a game or a movie or something doesn't appeal to you, you don't have to buy it. That's the beauty of having free will. You don't have to follow the masses and buy something and then go, now I'm pissed off that I paid money. Nobody forced you to. Yeah. Nobody well, forced I'm, you to watch that movie or buy that product or watch that TV show or listen to that song. You made that choice. That's so true. you're the only one at fault. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it was like, you can, it's kind of funny the way you worded that. And you, you said that when I, and I mean that, and you can actually use that as an example for a lot of things because there's, there's especially now, um, don't mean to get into social issues, but kind of can't get away from it now. Um, yeah. You know, it's like everybody wants to follow what everybody else is doing, you know? Um, and, and, and it still goes with film now in theaters. I mean, like there's, there's movies that I see in, in group, uh, in Facebook groups and shit all the time where, you know, somebody posts like, Oh, well, I, I saw the nun too. And I loved it. It was like so good, blah, blah, blah. And then you have like 50 people in that, in, in that comment section just tearing into that person because mm -hmm. they love this movie. Um, everybody, I mean, you because there's, there's a lot of movies and I, I've, as I've gotten older, uh, I've tried my best not to be a fucking elitist. Is that the word for it? Same, uh, same, you know? Uh, yes, there are like there, I, I have to bite my tongue sometimes. Like, you know, there was a, uh, before we got on here, there was a, a post on, uh, one of the horror pages I'm part of. And somebody had said that, uh, they, uh, they were asking if anybody else felt the way that they did about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, uh, the remake and thinking that it's better than the original. And I was going to comment. And then I stopped because mm -hmm. me and my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions, uh, but my opinion is that Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original is beautiful. It's one mm -hmm. of the best movies ever made. It's my favorite yeah. movie. Um, and, but knowing that and how I feel about it, if I go in there and I originally go in there to like make just like, oh, well, I love the original more than the remake. No, that's not what happens. What happens is I go in there and I say, you know, oh, well, I love the original more than the remake. And then uh, I end up going with a little further with it, you know, giving my reasons why, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into a fucking full on argument. It happens right. all the fucking time because nobody's allowed to do or think how they, how they want to, you know, it, even if somebody may not have the correct way of thinking, because there is a lot of people out there that don't have the, the, the right way of thinking with a lot of things. Um, but that's their prerogative. 
That's their life. Let them lead it. You know, just because somebody doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're a piece of shit. Everybody's got their reasons for things. You know what I mean? Like I hate a lot of people and I hate a lot of things. And I, I have to, to, to zip my fucking mouth because if I don't, I get canceled. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. Yeah. You know? right. So like it, it, in that same regard of what you're talking about. And, and, and it's just like, yeah, like you don't always have to march with everybody else. You, you know, the, the, oh, the popular people are saying that this, this movie's better. You know, saying that 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 this video game is better. Saying that this this you know this blah 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. and those sheep are going ba ba. You know what? You're right. Ba ba. And there's a lot of things these days out there where people are doing the same fucking thing with everything. Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? It's like it's oh, this person board. even 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 if the facts aren't correct, people will follow them because oh well, it's the trend. And unfortunately. Um, at a certain point, going back to the movie aspect of it, at a certain point, horror movies were the most hated movies by critics. Yeah. They weren't popular. If you liked horror movies, you were a fucking freak. And I lived that for mm-hmm. a big portion of my, my, my growing up. And then at a certain point, horror movies got popular again. And I know, and I was no longer a freak for that. I was a freak for other reasons, but I wasn't a freak for, <laughs> for being a horror fan anymore, you know? Yeah. And in recent days, I mean, the we, we checked it the other day on video store clerks. Number one right now is in the box office is none too. And, you know, and for the longest yeah. time it was Barbie. So, yeah. you know, of course it's getting into, you know, Halloween. So everybody wants to go see horror movies, whatever the fuck. But it also shows that that uh, a horror film, no matter, because I haven't seen a none too or not, no matter how good or bad it may be, a horror movie is number one in the box office. And that, um, that is something to, to appreciate. And I think it's happened a couple of times um, uh, this past year, uh, maybe the last couple of years. I can't yeah. remember what movies, but I know like, like, I don't know if Terrifier 2 ever made it to number one, but it got fucking close. It, if, it, if it didn't. Yeah, you know it I mean? got close. It got close. It was huge. And I know there are some people that will discount the fact that Terrifier did anything and they're like, eh. It's like, right. and that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. Where I draw the line is when you start critiquing the people and shitting on people who enjoy it. My philosophy right. now is because I would do the same. If somebody said, Oh, I haven't seen it. I don't like it. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Why can't, why don't you like explain? Now I'm like, you're allowed your opinion. I understand yeah. that. Cause yeah. I was, I was guilty of doing some gatekeeping and stuff like that. But now my philosophy is don't yuck somebody else's yum. That's true. That is something I've had to learn. It's like I might have my opinions on something and be like, I don't really care for it, but I'm not going to sit there and go, well, you're a piece of shit because you like this movie. Right. It's like, I don't know you as a person, so I can't ultimately make a decision. I might be like, Hey, we have differing opinions. Yeah. Well, but- I, I, I'll tell you, actually, there, here's a good little story that, uh, that goes along with this. I, I know we, we've been on almost two hours now, uh, but it, it's, 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 it's fine with me. It's what happens. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's all good. Um, but you know, uh, what would actually have me changing how I was with people um, and opinions and, and all that was, I guess it was about, well, I mean, I'd already been trying not to be that way, but what really was the kicker was a few months ago, I guess it was probably about four months ago, mm-hmm. there was a, a guy that was posted on those horror groups um, and he was reviewing movies. Like he would just post his, you know, oh, well, I just watched this movie, blah, blah. And he is someone that is just now getting into horror movies. Um, and 
he happened to shit on a couple of my favorites. Um, and for whatever reason, I was not in a very good mood and figured I would take it out on him. Not the right way to do it by any means. Um, I, I, I gave this, me and this guy had a kind of a back and forth for a minute until he made some things come to light to me that made me go, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, he, uh, and I felt uber shitty, uber shitty for how, how I was about it. And I even, uh, you know, I even told him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause he was like, man, I, you know, I just not, you know, I've just not got into this stuff. I've never seen these movies before, you know, so I just thought it'd be nice to, uh, and also finding out the guy was also, uh, on, on the specter of autism and, oh, okay. and having a son who, who was also autistic, like, you know, it was like, you really got to think about it. Cause you really, you don't know, you know, it's like, okay, well, right. this guy doesn't. All right, fine. So instead, so I apologized. He, he, he accepted my apology and our conversation, um, that originally started out as an argument that just made me look like a huge cock ass, um, turned into, Hey man, uh, if you, if you didn't like this, then you might like this. What are you into? You know? And I gave the guy like some recommendations and shit like that. And like, it was all, it was all good. But, um, uh, but I've actually, I have felt bad about that. Um, ever since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to, I actually use that as a reminder whenever, um, I feel the need to, um, go on and drill somebody about what horror movie or whatever the fuck it's like, man, you know, dude's just now getting into shit. You know, he, he's, he's, you know, he got kind of a late start for whatever reason on it. And, you know, just instead of, instead of being a dick recommend, you know, I love getting people yeah. into music and I love people getting people into to horror movies. I've got a couple of my friends, one in particular that when she comes over, uh, we watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Cause I'm trying to get her through all these franchises. She hasn't seen a shit ton. She hasn't seen a bunch of like the classics. And, uh, and she wasn't really a horror fan until she started hanging out with me and my ex. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, so I prefer to be that way to, to, to show people, uh, you know, you can watch, you know, check this one out. Yeah. All right. You know, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, that's the better way to be about it. Don't be a dickhead folks. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah. You know, I, I had some, don't be a menace to society while drinking <laughs> your juice in the hood. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't and do real that. quick, I know you're not a huge wrestling fan, but I used to be though. I used to be. I made a comment not long ago about the whole CM Punk AEW thing, oh. backstage stuff, and I made a very unbiased, you know, from what I saw, it was very unbiased, straight down the middle, not taking sides on either, you know, of the argument, trying yeah. to play it straight down the middle as I try to do, like, hey, did both parties in this act stupid? Yeah, but ultimately, you know, Blah, 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 whatever I said. Yeah. And immediately getting people going, oh, you're on this side, da, 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 da. Right. I'm like, dude, that's not even what I said, for one. Like, you have to go and defend yourself to somebody who's just, they're cherry picking bits of your argument to mm-hmm. fit what they want to do. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. not what I said, but okay, you can do whatever you want. And then they kept coming back. And I was like, you know what? And then somebody else finally stepped in and went, you took a civil conversation and turned it into an argument. Why? Because you had nothing better to do. Exactly. Like, That's exactly what it is. Some people just have nothing better to do. And I'm not accusing you of that. I know where you were coming from because I felt the same way and I've refrained. Right. Yeah. 
my biggest thing is when people start getting facts wrong about horror movies, I'm like, mm. I want to correct them so bad. Like, that's incorrect. Yeah. Like, they'll get an actor's name wrong. I'm like, that's no. Or they'll oh, get a fact wrong. Me. I'm like, Duh. I'm like, don't. Yeah. Don't. Maybe they're new. Maybe they don't know. They might not have the encyclopedic knowledge that you have in your weird horror loving brain. I correct people when it comes out of that. <laughs> I will correct people, but I do it in a nice manner. And, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I definitely agree. But it wasn't that act. It was this, yeah. one. you know, like something like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not an asshole when it comes out of that. But I will say this, though, it's kind of funny uh, talking about C- the CM Punk shit. I don't know the whole ordeal with CM Punk. I really mm-hmm. don't know much about it. Um, I'm not a fan, um, but somebody had made a post. This is actually earlier today um, that, that I saw a post that somebody had posted about um, how they still thought that that no matter what, CM Punk is a great person and uh, and uh, uh, one of the best wrestlers and da, 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 and and all all this shit and, and all that. And I went to the comments and there were people that were talking about how, Oh, CM Punk should be in, in movies and more movies. Cause he's so like, he's a natural at it. No, he isn't. He sucked ass. You ever see that fucking movie with a girl in the attic or whatever the fuck it was called. I haven't that, seen that one yet. Oh, dude, I've wanted to horrible. check it out just for the story. Not so much him. The story is mediocre. It's weird. And it's, it, it, it's worth one watch, but CM Punk, uh, and a few other people I've talked to have watched it. Agreed. He is horrible. He is not a good actor. And the thing is, I wanted to make these comments. The other thing that that, that made me refrain, um, also not knowing the full situation, all that, I just know how I don't like CM Punk, yeah. um, was the fact of who posted it. Um, it was one of the Soska twins. Okay. Because she also mentioned in the post that he's a good friend, all that shit. Now, if I hadn't noticed it was it was it was Jen Soska. Uh, I don't know if I would have commented or not, but me noticing who it was, I'm like, I'm a big fan of those girls. <laughs> I'm a yeah. big fan of their movies. I do not want them to, you know, I don't, I, they, they don't know who the fuck I am from shit. Probably most likely 100% probably not, but I but don't still. want them. I don't want them to know me, um, as an asshole. That's, yeah. you know, you know, on, uh, on social media being a dickhead. So. No, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I, I saw him in the rabid remake and I was like, he was, Fine. That is he's in it for remake. like yeah. I like the rabbit remake. I I liked the movie. It was good. I thought it I did it enough. It. Yeah, he not for long. He's not in it for very. No, nah, he isn't. He isn't. No. I, yeah, was, I, I actually fine. like that better than the original. Yeah, no, the original, and I really enjoyed the original. But I'm like, this one is just a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Visceral. Yeah. I don't want to say more twisted because David Cronenberg has done some really fucked up twisted shit and rabbit is kind of twisted, but I want to say it's more visceral. There's more to it. Like, Oh, that's, that's even more gross than the original. It also has more pace. It has a better pace than, than the original. Cause that was my, that was my trope. Cause I know don't, don't don't be fucked up. Cronenberg's a genius. That guy is like the king of body war. And yeah, the the brood is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he. I mean, like, he, have you ever seen Dead Ringers with Jeremy uh, Jeremy Irons? Yes. Like that's I I, I gave that, that a rewatch is... a couple weeks ago, Ooh. and that's that that is an intense movie, and it's like it's one of those where like it it has slow moments, but you're you're already kind of intrigued, you know these twins that 
you know, they're gynecologists, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they, they trick women. And one of them does, you know, he does, the, you know, and all that shit. Like it's, uh, it's a fucked up movie. It's a good watch and it's not for everybody. But that ending, that ending is fucking just uh. heartbreaking and depressing, but it's, yeah. it's a great ending to it. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I want to <laughs> say, I think, uh, and I'm sure you've seen the movie American Mary. Oh, I love that movie. It the more I watch it, because I've seen it like several times now. It's one of Leanne's favorites. She she loves the movie. As but the more be. I watch yeah. it, the more I see there's little touches of Cronenberg's body horror with the body modification stuff, and yeah. how it goes a little bit further than just. And then her, you know, taking out the professor and kind of taking parts mm-hmm. off of him and doing this like, that's it's it's, it's so yeah. Cronenberg. To an yeah. extent, I'm like, it's not the body horror of something transforming. It's the body horror of taking things away and changing things. Yeah. Like, yeah. not the transformation, like in the fly or say Videodrome. It's a different type, but you can see where Cronenberg really influenced the Saskas in a way. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Rabid. I mean, you know, that's, that makes perfect sense to them, yeah. you know, them remaking that, you know, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I really love the, the, those girls. They, they, I mean, hell, they made a, speaking of wrestling, you know, they made the sequel to See No Evil. I still have not seen it. It's better than the first, dude. I, yeah, the first one I saw it, I was like, this is fine, but, but it was nothing I know, it's to kind of run of the, kind of run of the mill. Yeah. Uh, and the sequel, um, <laughs> you know, the, the Soskas, they got Daniel Harrison there. <clears throat> and, you know, of course, Kane's back. And then, uh, old girl from American Mary, I always forget her fucking name, you know, Catherine also, Isabel. yeah, also Ginger Snaps and Jason versus Freddie mm-hmm. <coughs> and a slew of others. <coughs> yeah. Um, so much. She's done so much work. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. I got to <coughs> tickle. No, my no, you're here. good. You're good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, the Soskas are, I, which I'm, I'm waiting on more from them. Uh, they don't. They don't put out. They don't put out movies quick enough, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I th- think they they pick and choose what they want to do. <laughs> I think they're very. Oh, how do I want to put this? They're very. Um, I can't even think of the word right now. They're. What I love about them is they are complete. They they are completely splatterpunk in film. Yeah, they are. They they go with the the the. The sexual aspect of stuff, uh, uh, they go with the, they go to the gut with gore, um, with blood and, um, and just imagery and story plot that makes you kind of itch or feel gross. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. They're very methodical and picky about what they do, I think. Uh, yes. Like they, they won't just take anything. <clears throat> yeah. It's, well, it's like, they uh, they put out this comic book. Um, oh, what was it? Slut n- nun sluts or something like that. And you can't really f- it's something about you can't find it anymore. But like they had it out like as a limited edition for like a shit ton of money. Wow. Yeah, for like three or four hundred dollars a piece or something for this shit. I'm like, God. It was it was something like that. Like don't you know? Uh, don't quote me on it. But, um, but it was something ridiculous. I was like, well, damn, that kind of sucks, you know? Um, but they're, they're also, uh, very, uh, sexy women, um, in in a very sinister way. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Near Dark. <laughs> Near Dark's a great movie. <laughs> I want to say, um, there was one scene. They're like walking up over this ridge at mm-hmm. night, and there's just this fog. The kind of real soon, they just kind of walk through it, so they're silhouetted by the fog. Yeah. It's such a great shot. Yeah, it is. And then they did sort of a callback to that towards the end of the film, where Caleb's sort of riding the horse in the town, and oh, he yeah. comes through the same kind of fog, and he's just silhouetted as he's riding his horse in. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of a good revisit to that shot. Because it's not the exact same shot, but it's very similar. It's sort of a callback. And I don't know if it was intentional. I'm sure it was. I mean, Catherine Bigelow has directed great films. Yeah. I just thought those were cool touches. Oh, just yeah. little things like that. There's a lot of good shots in, in Near Dark. A lot of them. Uh, which also was, was stuff like with, with, with the, uh, the horse and all that. Like you could almost, you could almost do like redo this movie as a Western. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, this could definitely be a Western. Yeah. You just it has you feel. set it way back in the day. You could use the same actors and it would have been just fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <sighs> Just thinking about that, I'm glad. I'm glad we were on the same page that it could be a western because I was thinking about that at the end. I'm like, this would have been a good western. Yeah, it, it, it just has that same kind of feel. You know, there, there, mm-hmm. there's there's some movies like that that just had that like it's almost kind of like like Devil's Rejects. Like in another time, yeah. that could have been a western too. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, you think about this. You have the band of drifters who nobody knows coming into town and then just terrorizing people. And then taken off to the next spot when they got to move on. Yeah. So it's it's very close to those old westerns where a drifter would come in, mm-hmm. do what they need to do, move on to the next town. Yeah. It's just in this case it would be vampires and not just a man with no name. Right. Yeah. 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 The man with no name. <laughs> the 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 running theme in a lot of the good westerns. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Like near near dark man, it's just it's it's one that that, that I feel like it it still stands it stands the test of time. Like it's one of those you you can watch now and it's it's still good. Yeah, it's still entertaining. It's not it's not like the like there's not really I don't really think there's that much cheese in it. Uh, I think it's 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 a fairly serious uh, uh, movie. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of humor through it. It's it's a serious film. I don't want to say serious as in like it's something that's like a, a critical thinking piece. It's not no, you know, no. some highbrow film, but it's it's serious <laughs> in tone as in like this isn't a fun it's a fun watch, but this isn't a humorous vampire movie. This is a oh, what are they gonna do next? Yeah. Like, like the, about this the, the is only horrific. humor. Yeah, but the only 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 humor you get is like you know uh, Bill Paxton's uh, um, like you know tormenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos basically when it comes down. Yeah, that's a good way. He's just chaos. That's all he is. Yeah, which I think that's how I would be if I was in a a a, you know a a clan of vampires like that. I think I would be kind of like Bill Paxton. Yeah, because he's just kind of like nobody can beat me up. He's you can't kill when me when it. you shoot me. Yeah. So he goes, if the only thing that's going to kill me is sunlight, fuck you. It's the middle of the <laughs> night. I'll rip all your throats out and I'll dance on your corpses as I'm leaving the bar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the good things, you know? 
is he was laughing the entire time he's tormenting these guys. He's laughing, having a ball. So you can tell you're like, okay, you might have been unhinged before. And then once you realized what you could do as a vampire, you're like, oh, I don't have to care about anything. And I can be as crazy and chaotic as I want to be. Right. I mean, I, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in The Crow when mm-hmm. Aaron Graven, you know, realizes that he's kind of unstoppable, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the same kind of, the same kind of factor. And that, and that kind of, that also is appealing. You know, how would you act yeah. if you were, if you were a vampire? You yeah. Know, if you were in that situation, would you be a Caleb or would you be a Jesse? You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, just one of those fun things to think about with, yeah. with movies like this, you know? Now, I, I want to ask you a question because I was in looking for like posters and artwork for this film to create the social media stuff I'm going to put up. Mm-hmm. I found one poster for this and I, I want to know it's very Twilight esque. So it shows Caleb and May, right? And Caleb is very pale but his lips are like a prominent color and his eyes are like stand out and may is very like her blonde hair and she's got like this she's not pale but she's got like this golden tone to her skin i'm like y'all really did the twilight thing to this fucking poster i'll here you know what i i have it i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you over messenger real quick because i have the pic i have the image okay i'm gonna send this to you so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. All right. And you can tell me what you think. I'm sending it over now. You should get that. <laughs> Anyone listening, don't worry. I will post this. Oh, wow. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen, I have seen this cover. Right. And um, I thought, is this a different movie? And then no, no. Yeah. They did make him look totally like Twilight it out, didn't they? Good God. Like, I feel sort of just like, hey, that Twilight's pretty popular. Yeah, that's that's definitely them. Like that, that I'm guessing that probably was was a a cover for a a, a re release or something. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. And it had probably to be around that time, I, I would say, yeah, that it was probably around the Twilight time because that looks like one of those um, those generic covers you see when you're looking for movies on Tubi. Yeah. I sent yeah, you I mean, another one here. That's one one of the one of my uh, more favorite looking. I, ones I like that one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few that are just Bill Paxton in different stages of being burnt up and. Oh yeah, that's the, the, the cover I have. I'm like, is, uh, uh, the cover that I have is uh, uh, where it says "Near Dark and Red." And it's got the on the side of it, almost kind of like it in Tales from the Crypt fashion. It's got um, Lance Henderson. Uh, he's got like a cloak. He's got the you know the cloak over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have Diamond back underneath him, and you have uh, uh, Homer, and uh, and then and okay, but a big and in color um, is Bill Paxton all fucked up. Yeah, like yeah, so like yeah, there's I'm looking I'm looking at uh, some of the different covers, and yeah, a lot of them are Bill Paxton being <laughs> a bloody fucking burn up mess. Yeah, uh, I think it's just such an iconic image. It's in there's this horror collage that I used to have as the wallpaper on my computer. Mm-hmm. And his image was there. And I used to have it up on Facebook as well as my banner. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, that's a cool thing. And I would circle that one. And I go, I just don't know what this is. And they're like, dude, near dark, 1987. That's Bill Paxton. I was like, oh, now I have to see that movie. And then right. that, 
led me to going, this is so slow. That was probably like 15 or more years ago at this point. So they, they kind of, I've matured enough now to right. appreciate near dark for what it is. Oh, completely. Um, that what, for well, what it seems like in most of the covers, I'm, I'm just kind of Googling right here, just going through most of the covers make it look like Bill Paxton's character is, is the main, the main star of the movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's because he is such an animated character and he's also one of, one of everybody's favorites. Um, that, cause like, what, what was the original cover? Cause the original cover, hold on. Let me look this shit up real quick. Just because, um, because I'm really curious, uh, how they did with the original. Yeah, because there's there's a couple that I found, but I'm not sure which one is actually the original. Yeah, it's kind of hard to actually because I look up. Well, I I might have a very close version of the original. What what I mean, but yeah, there are so many different covers of this fucking movie. God, yeah, yeah, there are there are a couple that have that have Lance Henderson uh, alone, like as as a bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. picture than some of the other ones. Yeah, before. I saw some that looked like it might have been like a Shout Factory type of deal where they do like the almost Drew Struzan style mm-hmm. covers for those. It looks similar to that. But then yeah. I found an international poster that had May on the cover. It was just a, a shot of May. Oh, okay. Here, I'll I'll shoot you that one so you can see what I'm talking about because it's, it's hard to describe what it is because it's yeah, because it's just her and then them coming over the ridge out of the fog that we were talking about a little while ago. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and it's actually it. not a bad looking poster at all. No, no. It's like I mean, she's it not really the she's not really the focus of the movie <laughs> after no. the beginning. Right. It's well, it starts it starts off making you think it's a love story, and then it kind of ends that way. But like, kind of in the middle, yeah. you're kind of like you don't know if you're supposed to like her or not. Yeah, you know, you, you don't really ever know. You're like until the end, you're like, well, I guess now I can kind of like you because yeah. you guys are together. But through the whole movie, you're like, ah. she's kind of she's kind of one of those like she's she's that girlfriend your friend just starts dating and like you see her flaws but he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like that. But th- this cover that you showed me, um, I guess it's in uh, Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. Um, it's a a, a lot of. A lot of Spanish and Italian cover, you know, versions of movies. Um, they usually go with whatever they see as like, usually like foreign, like cover and stuff. They don't always make sense. Yeah. Um, that one, I mean, I, yeah, it's not a bad cover. Um, and it's better than some of the, the other ones. Cause I mean, like it, it kind of goes along with, uh, like the original little shop of horrors. Okay. The Roger Corman, uh, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original, uh, Jack Nicholson's in it, young Jack Nicholson. He's in it for five minutes. He is the crazy guy that Bill Murray would later play in the remake. Yeah. Um, that once he can't wait to get, you know, his teeth ripped out. He can't, you know, he's a fucking mask. Um, but if you go and buy the movie, uh, it says starring Jack Nicholson and it has Jack Nicholson's face on it. Yeah. It's like, because no, that's yeah. not true. It's not right. starring Jack Nicholson. He was no, he wasn't a name at this point. It's very right. early in his career. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've seen those, and I'm like, that's that's just using somebody's clout to sell sell your version of this movie. Yeah, exactly. 
<clears throat> oh yeah. And also I wonder, um, I guess think about, uh, you a fan of preacher, um, the, the show or the, or the graphic novel. I have not got into either one of those. Okay. Now I don't know. Are you, are you, are you a, you a comic book guy? I, I was for a long time, but then I kind of fell off. My thing was like some superhero comics. And then of course the crossovers like Batman versus predator, but I haven't got into a whole lot of other stuff lately. Um, there's a character in Cassidy. Uh, okay. Can pre preacher, the story of preacher real quick is, uh, about a preacher who he's kind of, he's in limbo with his feelings about God. Um, okay. And he ends up, um, uh, finding out that he had, he's on this mission, right? And one of his friends, um, is this vampire named Cassidy. Cassidy wears sunglasses. Um, and it doesn't seem to bother him much through the day. Like he just wears sunglasses all the time. And I can't remember if he walks around. Um, like I think he might cover up a little bit more, or whatever, but Cassidy and especially in the comics, uh, is very, very reminiscent of Bill Paxton's character in this. Okay. Okay. Like if, if you, if you look up some steel, some still shots of Cassidy from, uh, from preacher, I can't remember what the guy looks like in the show. I only, only watched like half the first season. Um, not a bad show. I need to actually finish it, but, um, uh, the, uh, in the comics though, um, the way he looks, the way he acts, um, even though he's, he's not fully evil. He's a vampire who's trying not to be bad. And he's also an alcoholic okay. too, which is kind of funny, but, uh, ah, yeah. An interesting and, twist. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause like, there's, there's moments where like it, there's certain parts in it where like he's wearing like a leather jacket and he's got glasses on and he's smiling and he's got blood and the way he looks, he looks very similar to Bill Paxton in the bar scene in, in near dark. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that, that, that character was, uh, influenced by near dark. Um, has to be, I uh, just completely, I mean, like near dark, there's a lot of people. I guarantee there's a lot of like, a lot of, you know, like, like from dusk till dawn, you know, a lot of people wouldn't even know that, that, that those scenes, like, you know, the, the whole tribute in the hotel, that whole thing was even a tribute to, to near dark. Yeah. I had you know? no idea until you mentioned it here that it actually was. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's such a, it's such a good film and, uh, man, it's, I don't have it on DVD. I only have it on, on VHS. But it's one it's it, it's one of these that like, man, there's a drive in that we have in town that on Halloween, like they, they actually have two screens now mm-hmm. and they're actually playing tomorrow night. They're playing Bordello of Blood and Frighteners as a double feature. Oh, like, fucking crazy. Right. Um, but uh, I would love for them to have near dark at some yeah. point, like before before uh, October's over. Uh, because that, that, that's one of those I would love to see on the big screen. Oh yeah. Just, just cause it has that feeling. Like when I was watching it last night, like I was just like, this is such a, this is, this, this is like a movie. Like they don't make them like this anymore. The way they look, the way they like, you know, everything about them. Yeah. Um, it's just th- this movie screams like, you know, take, you know, t- taking your, you know, your girlfriend or your date to a horror movie, drive in theater, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a popcorn movie completely. Um, and like I said, um, I, uh, about, uh, from dust till dawn being a perfect movie. Uh, I think near dark is, is, is a perfect one as well. Yeah. 
Near Dark is definitely the perfect drive-in movie. It's like you just want to eat a bunch of junk food, drink a bunch of soda, and just watch this movie about vampires just terrorizing truth through this town. Fucking truth. I mean, there's nothing better than that, really. <laughs> right, right. Uh, throw a couple I, alcoholic beverages in there, maybe, maybe a little cannabis, and, you know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it definitely makes things better. Yeah, no, I, 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 I really can't say enough about this movie. You know what I mean? It's, it's got everything you kind of want. You know, it's got mm-hmm. that, like we said, it's got that western feel to it. <clears throat> uh, it's got, you know, that. Almost that road trip, you know what I mean? Like that road trip kind of movie. Yeah, it's got that road movie feel. I know exactly what you're talking about because I thought of that too. Yeah, and uh, and and again, man, the characters. I mean, they're all good. They all have their own staple in that movie. You know, because yeah. because you know because you you have the family aspect. You know, because uh, uh, Jesse and Diamondback are kind of like mom and dad. Yeah, you know, Homer's the annoying brother, you know, and then then you got May, who's the older sister who's just trying to find love. She's like the the wild eyed sister who just wants love, and you know she's just, just yeah, she just wants to be seen as normal, just somebody to love her for who she is. And meanwhile, the parents and the little brother are like, yeah, but we kill motherfuckers too. And yeah. Severin Bill Paxton is just like he's like the crazy cousin. Or the crazy uncle that's just hanging around. I, crazy uncle, I would yeah. totally, I would, yeah. Like he's yeah, the uncle that'd be like, "Hey, come here. You should watch this movie with me." And I know you're only like three years old, but let's right. watch a Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play. And I'm going to give you a sip of this whiskey. It's like mm-hmm. that's Severin. <laughs> that 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 is the that is the kind of uncle that gets guys like us uh, into those movies when we're younger. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, like that wasn't that that wasn't my my case, but I have known I have known many, and I have had family members who were very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. You know, we've all known a Severin. We've all known a Severin. We've all known the type. Uh, <laughs> many. I might have even been him to a degree at some point in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I think we I think we both come away recommending anyone who hasn't seen this definitely check it out. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, it's not available to stream anywhere. No, it really isn't. And that's kind of so, some bullshit. I will say this: I don't know about physical releases and where they're at, but mm. because this isn't widely available on a streaming service, I will say if you have the means to acquire this mm-hmm. somehow, and you know what I'm getting at, go for it. Right. Go for yeah. it because it because you can't get it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do to get this and check it out. I mean, uh, I got hooked up with a mutual friend of ours to be able to watch this. So I kind of figured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was lucky enough to have this on VHS because I was looking um, at, at some places on uh, on my fire stick and none of them worked. Like, so I was like, well, fuck. Okay. Cause I didn't want to have to, my, my setup's kind of weird. Like I, I have, you know, my VCR and stuff in the other room, but I've been, over here in this room and didn't want to move everything around. So I just kind of just watched mm-hmm. it in the other room last night and stuff, you know, but you know, I was lucky to lucky to have my VHS copy. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on to uh, just watch the app that I have to see. It was like, it's not on any streaming service. I'm like, well, this is some, I wonder why that is. It was on one of them not long ago it, too. I'm I thought so sure. too. And I, it's not for rental. It's not for purchase, not anywhere. 
I, th- I thought it was on Shutter. I think it was on Shutter, and I was like, "Cool, I'll be able to get it." And now it's not there. I'm like, "That's the quickest I've ever seen a movie go mm-hmm. onto and leave Shutter." Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was on Shutter because Shutter's really bad about like what I've noticed is like they like to uh, uh, add movies that they're like that they I don't think they uh, like really have the full rights for, so they they have them on there, mm-hmm. and then when they, when they get a cease and desist, then they just take them off. Yeah. Um, the same thing happens with Joe Bob episodes of Last Robin. Yeah. As soon as they lose the rights to that movie, you can only get like the Joe Bob segments. Yeah. Like everything else is gone. I'm like, well, fuck. which, which, if you watch the Last Robin episode of, uh, well, you watch the episode of Last Robin where they play Alligator and Grizzly. Uh, at the very end of Grizzly, they read a, a letter of mine on there, which is Fair pretty. I actually watched that video the other day where they were reading it. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I wrote that to, uh, to, to miss Darcy mm-hmm. and she told me they would definitely have it on, um, on the air at some point, And I didn't know when, um, cause you know, they pre-tape everything and shit. And, right. uh, and I kind of forgot about it and I was like, yeah, whatever. And it just so happens that the alligator, uh, grizzly episode, um, I didn't watch the grizzly part. I remember if I went to sleep or if I was doing something else or whatever. I never even, you know, and that, and that was like a season or so ago. Like it was like last season, I think. Yeah. I think Um, it was this past season. And then I wake up to like a buddy of mine, like messaging me over and over again. Like he was trying to call me and all this (laughs) shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And, uh, and he was like, dude, they read your, they read your mail. Like you are like, your name is on, uh, on, on the last drive-in, like you were in, you know, Joe Bob history now. Like you're, you're one of the, you know, you could mm-hmm. say that you wrote it, and because it's a big deal with with, with, with us. And uh, yeah, you're a full fledged mutant, I, right? Yeah, and uh, and it was that, and the, you know, and the whole thing, you know, about you know, Fulci and and all, you know, his movies fitting and shit. And yeah, so so yeah, if you just want to stick around after after Grizzly, go check that shit out because you never know. That's the thing. That's what he was telling me. He's like, dude, I'm so glad I found it because you never know when. Like they could, they could have taken Grizzly. They could have taken that episode off, and I would have yeah. never fucking known. Exactly, and it wouldn't have come back until whenever they reacquired the rights. Yeah, and which could have been, been months or years. Yeah, that's why. I like, I was like, "Fuck, I am taping it and I am putting it up on uh, on Facebook and yeah. Instagram, wherever else I can, because I'm pretty proud of it. I'm yeah. pretty proud of it. But as soon as they say, as soon as they say Chuck Dales from uh, uh, from Mouseville in <laughs> Kentucky, I'm like, holy shit. Uh, you know, which, which I prefer Chuck nasty, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually shocked. I was on, uh, cause I'm not on Twitter or X or whatever it's called anymore. Mm-hmm. I moved over to threads and Darcy moved over to threads. Okay. And I think she still has Twitter for at this. I think they still are over there for right now. And she was like, Oh, Hey, if you do this, I'll follow you back. I'm like, Oh, Hey, cool. A follow would be awesome. But just to know you're here and we can talk to you on this platform. Cause I'm not on the other one. It's really cool. And she replied like, Oh yeah, here's a follow. That's cool. Great to have you. I'm like, she's very responsive and she just yeah. seems. Really oh yeah. Cool. Uh, no, she, she's awesome. I got to, I got to meet both Joe Bob and her, uh, oh, last man. year. Yeah. I, uh, we went to go to the, uh, Oh, what was it? It was the, uh, Joe Bob, the, how rednecks, uh, saved film or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about for his, it's, uh, for his book or something, right? Wasn't it? 
Facebook or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh and basically it's just uh he was it was actually it was really good because they they were he was up there showing scenes of different movies and and it wasn't all horror movies. It was just it was, you know, just different movies throughout time yeah. that I think it's you know, how Redneck where, Saved Hollywood or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was great. And and uh uh Darcy was awesome and uh I was probably more drunk than I probably should have been. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I've always wanted to meet Joe Bob. That's it it was it was kind of a, a dream of mine to actually fucking meet him. Um but I don't even know if he understood the words out of my mouth. Because I was just kinda like I was just kind of, kind of, uh, oh, you know, from back, back on Monster Vision, you know, you, you're the reason why The Fog is one of my favorite movies. And every time I watch The Fog, I think of like you saying The Fog, The Fog. And I did that impression. I was just kind of like, The Fog. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and so, but he, he, he wasn't, he, he, uh, he was having some, uh, uh, leg troubles that night too. But he was also, yeah. he also was hitting the whiskey kind of hard too that night. Like yeah. he was sipping it. Like he would, he would stand up at the at the podium, do his whole thing, show a clip of a movie, sit down and and have a have a sip, and then give him, you know. Uh, so he was he was a little bit on the tipsy side too. But yeah, I, he, I super nice that. guy, super nice yeah. guy. Darcy's great. Uh, the the driving never the driving never dies. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Words to live by. So, Chuck, I'm gonna give you. One more time here. Why don't you promote all your shit wherever people can find you and all that? I don't mean shit in a bad way. I mean you've got a lot going on, man. <laughs> I, I don't mean shit, that. In, okay. I don't mean it in the negative context. No, no, no. But, shit uh, does not always your... mean bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you understand that. Promote away. Tell people where they can find you and all that good stuff. All right, all my shit. Um, let's see. You can go to Amazon and you can get my novel House of Flesh, uh, in paperback or uh, ebook. Um, you can get Thirsty, my, my novella. Uh, you can get that on Amazon as well. Um, same, same formats as well as also you can get Sludge by myself, Stuart Bray and Jason Nicky. Um, all on Amazon. Uh, and then, uh, Video Store Clerks is on YouTube, uh, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. And, uh, that's YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff with that. Uh, graveyard talk and, and nasty nation was nasty nation. I have, I haven't done much with, um, but graveyard talks kind of like the main thing right now when it comes down to that, uh, between those two, um, we're kind of planning something. We're kind of planning a, ch- a YouTube channel at some point. I think we talked about it last time I was on here, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that going on, but you can find that on, on anchor, uh, and Spotify. Uh, and, and you can find video store clerks on, on, uh, on Spotify as well. Uh, before we did video, we were audio and you can follow those old episodes on there. Uh, I don't think we, I don't think we go from, I don't think we do the audio only anymore. I think we just kind of just do video. Um, but you can find those old episodes on there and some of them are kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat, uh, you can listen to us on our band camp. Uh, there's video clips of us on YouTube, um, our Facebook page. Uh, and if you look up our name, uh, there's some interesting articles that pop up that it's kind of fun because I didn't realize we're around until a couple of years ago. Um, and then, like I said, we got a new album coming out soon and, uh, 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 there'll be all those details on our page, uh, in the coming weeks. 
Um, and Very nice. yeah, I think, I think that's it at the moment. Yeah, we'll say that's it at the moment. Yeah. All right. As always, there will be links to all of Chuck's shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In the show notes where you can find his book, where you can check out the band, everything they got going on, all his podcasts and everything. As always, you can find Skewed Universe pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, with the exception of Stitcher, that is now dead. <laughs> Pregnant Stitch pause is there. Dead? Stitcher is dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it was it was purchased by Sirius XM and they killed it off recently. Okay. Yeah. Like about a, would... a month ago, I think. Oh, okay. And I was like posting like, hey, just because Stitcher's dead doesn't mean our podcast is gone. You can find us elsewhere. Right. Yeah. It was just a weird decision. To like, we're going to roll podcasts into our Sirius XM radio. Like, not how people who listen to podcasts want to search for podcasts, but all right. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, Skewered Universe, Apple Podcasts, Google, all that good stuff. If you head over to skewerdhead.com, you can find all of our social media links, uh, link to our Patreon, the blog, all that kind of cool stuff. And I want to say, Chuck, thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. I, I love coming on here, man, and, and bullshitting with you. I know, I know we kind of, uh, kind of went off the rails a little bit, but I, that's always to be expected when, when, when we're on here doing this shit. So I've, I've had a blast tonight, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me on and letting me come and uh, plug my shit and all that. Anytime, anytime. It's always good when I post up an episode that you're on because it seems to do really well. The Terrifier 2 episode, we got we got quite a few people listening to that one. So sweet. It'll sweet. be fun Hell to yeah. see how many people check out this one. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I'll make sure that uh, when it's out, I'll, I'll, I'll post the hell out of it as well. Yeah. I'll let you know when it's ready for release. And then, uh, yeah, we'll let people know. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Thanks again. And until next time, everybody, you keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit. A buddy of mine, like messaging me over and over again, like he was trying to call me and all this <laughs> shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And, uh, and he was like, dude, they read your, they read your mail. Like you are like your name is on, uh, on, on the last drive in. Like you were in that, you know, Joe Bob history now. Like you're, you're one of the, you know, you could <laughs> say that you wrote it. And cause it's a big deal with, 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 with us. And, uh, yeah. You're a full fledged mutant. I, right. Yeah, and uh, and it was that, and the, you know, and the whole thing, you know, about you know, Fulci and and all you know his movies fitting and shit, and yeah, so so yeah, if you just want to stick around after after Grizzly, go check that shit out because you never know. That's the thing. That's what he was telling me. He's like, dude, I'm so glad I found it because you never know when, like, they could they could have taken Grizzly, they could have taken that episode off, and I would have yeah. never fucking known. Exactly, and it wouldn't have come back until whenever they reacquired the rights. Yeah, and which could have been. been months or years yeah that's why like i was like fuck i am taping it and i'm putting it up on uh on facebook and yeah. instagram and wherever else i can because i'm pretty proud of it i'm yeah. pretty proud of it but as soon as they say as soon as they say chuck dales from uh uh from mouseville in <laughs> kentucky i'm like holy shit uh you know which which i prefer chuck nasty but that's okay yeah yeah i get it yeah <laughs> i was actually shocked i was on uh because i'm not on twitter or x or whatever it's called anymore I moved over to Threads, and Darcy moved over to Threads. Okay. And I think she still has Twitter for at this. I think they still are over there for right now. And she was like, oh, hey, if you do this, I'll follow you back. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. A follow would be awesome. But just to know you're here and we can talk to you on this platform because I'm not on the other one is really cool. And she replied like, oh, yeah, here's a follow. That's cool. Great to have you. I'm like, 
she's very responsive and she just yeah. seems really oh yeah cool. uh no she she's awesome i got to i got to meet both joe bob and her uh oh, last man. year yeah i uh we went to go to the uh oh what was it it was the uh joe bob the how rednecks uh saved film or something like that oh yeah okay i know what you're talking about for his it's uh for his book or something right wasn't it his um, book or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh and basically it's just uh he was it was actually it was really good because they they were he was up there showing scenes of different movies and, and it wasn't all horror movies. It was just it was, you know, just different movies throughout time yeah. that I think it's you know, how Redneck were, saved Hollywood or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was great. And and uh uh Darcy was awesome and uh I was probably more drunk than I probably should have been. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to meet Joe Bob. That's it. It was it was kind of a, a dream of mine to actually fucking meet him. Um, but I don't even know if he understood the words out of my mouth because I was just kind of like, I was just kind of kind of, uh, oh, you know, from back back on Monster Vision, you know, you, you're the reason why The Fog is one of my favorite movies. And every time I watch The Fog, I think of like you saying The Fog, The Fog. And I did that impression. I was just kind of like the fog, and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so, but he 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 wasn't he he, uh, he was having some uh, uh, leg troubles that night too. But he was also yeah. he also was hitting the whiskey kind of hard too that night. Like yeah. he was sipping it. Like he would he would stand up at the at the podium, do his whole thing, show a clip of a movie, sit down and and have a have a sip, and then give you know. Uh, so he was. He was a little bit on the tipsy side too, but yeah, I, he, I super nice that. guy. Super nice yeah. guy. Darcy's great. Uh, the the driving never the driving never dies. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Words to live by. So, Chuck, I'm gonna give you one more time here. Why don't you promote all your shit wherever people can find you and all that? I don't mean shit in a bad way. I mean you've got a lot <laughs> going on, man. I, got I don't mean shit, that. Bro, in, okay. I don't mean it in the negative context. No, no, no. But, shit uh, does not always your... mean bad. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you understand that. Promote away. Tell people okay. where they can find you and all that good stuff. All right. All my shit. Um, let's see. You can go to Amazon and you can get my novel, House of Flesh, uh, in paperback or uh, ebook. Um, you can get Thirsty, my, my novella. Uh, you can get that on Amazon as well. Um, same, same formats as well as also you can get Sludge. By myself, Stuart Bray, and Jason Nicky, um, all on Amazon. Uh, and then, uh, Video Store Clerks is on YouTube, uh, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock. And, uh, that's YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff with that. Uh, Graveyard Talk and, and Nasty Nation, which Nasty Nation I have, I haven't done much with. Um, but Graveyard Talk's kind of like the main thing right now when it comes down to that, uh, between those two. Um, we're kind of planning something. We're kind of planning a, ch a YouTube channel at some point. I think we talked about it last time I was on here, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that going on, but you can find that on, on Anchor, uh, and Spotify. Uh, and, and you can find video store clerks on, on, uh, on Spotify as well. Uh, before we did video, we were audio and you can find a lot of those old episodes on there. Uh, I don't think we, I don't think we go from, I don't think we do the audio only anymore. I think we just kind of just do video. Um, but you can find those old episodes on there and some of them are kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and bastard sons of a Judas goat. 
uh, you can listen to us on our band camp. Uh, there's video clips of us on YouTube, um, our Facebook page. Uh, and if you look up our name, uh, there's some interesting articles that pop up that it's kind of fun because I didn't realize we're around until a couple of years ago. Um, and then, like I said, we got a new album coming out soon and, uh, 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 there'll be all those details on our page, uh, in the coming weeks. Um, and Very nice. yeah, I think, I think that's it at the moment. Yeah. We'll say that's it at the moment. Yeah. All right. As always, there will be links to all of Chuck's shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. In the show notes where you can find his book, where you can check out the band, everything they got going on, all his podcasts and everything. As always, you can find Skewed Universe pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, with the exception of Stitcher, that is now dead. <laughs> Pregnant Stitch pause is there. Dead? Stitcher is dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it was it was purchased by SiriusXM and they killed it off recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like about a, a month ago, I think. Oh, okay. And everyone I, I, was like posting like, hey, just because Stitcher's dead doesn't mean our podcast is gone. You can find us elsewhere. Right. Yeah. It was just a weird decision. To like, we're going to roll podcasts into our Sirius XM radio. Like, not how people who listen to podcasts want to search for podcasts, but all right. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, Skewered Universe, Apple Podcasts, Google, all that good stuff. If you head over to skeweredhead.com, you can find all of our social media links, uh, link to our Patreon, the blog, all that kind of cool stuff. And I want to say, Chuck, thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. I, I love coming on here, man, and, and bullshitting with you. I know, I know we kind of, uh, kind of went off the rails a little bit, but I, that's always to be expected when, when, when we're on here doing this shit. So I've, I've had a blast tonight, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me on and letting me come and, uh, plug my shit and all that. Anytime, anytime. It's always good when I post up an episode that you're on because it seems to do really well. The Terrifier 2 episode, we got we got quite a few people listening to that one. So sweet. It'll sweet. be fun Hell to yeah. see how many people check out this one. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'll make sure that uh, when it's out, I'll, I'll, I'll post the hell out of it as well. Yeah, I'll let you know when it's ready for release. And then, uh, yeah, we'll let people know. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Thanks again. And until next time, everybody, keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit... Skewered. you people want. Just a couple more minutes of your time, about the same duration as the rest of your life.